Hello, sports fans. Welcome to Bold Sports. This is Steve. And Matt. We will be discussing all Pittsburgh sports from Steelers to Penguins and Pirates with some talk on local colleges, and we may have a rare look at Whippeal. Tune in each week at Sorgatron Media for Bold Sports. Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of Bold Sports. We're on 85, Matt. It's a good number. It is a good number. I read your notes today and I was like, what are all these names? Like, these people all dead or something? Like, why are you leaving? Oh yeah, that's right, we do the number thing. Yeah, right, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. welcome to your podcast, Matt. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, 85, so... uh, To be fair, you started the list with Xavier Grimble. Well, because he was the most current. He's a current guy. I, I thought maybe you were leading off with like he got a, a contract extension or something. Because no. you know it's getting to be like the end end of the period of the year where the Steelers do that sort of thing, right? And so then, uh, you got, uh, yeah, he's he's the current eighty five tight end. Uh, is he even going to be back? I think he's going to be back. I, think he's gonna I be just back. saw because I just saw him on like one of the local news things today. Yeah, I got Xavier Grimble on the brain, man. Like I wasn't even thinking about his number. I was thinking about his. You know, his spot on the depth chart, bro. Right. Then we got uh, Nate Washington. He was number 85. Played with the Steelers for a while. Uh, good wa- good to decent wide receiver. Yeah. He was a slot guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Nate Washington, stupid little stat. He's the only player ever out of Tiffin University to make it to the NFL. Really? Yes. Um, now, did he have a Super Bowl with us? I think he has a Super Bowl with us. I have no 05, idea. sound about right? 05? Maybe. Yeah, that's... He, he might have both. I don't know. I'd have to look that up. I'll tell you. Okay, so here's a story. Here's a story that I heard. Um, It was the Thursday night game after they won the 05, 06 Super Bowl. You know how they start the next season right. on Thursday night football? Mm-hmm. Remember this in, like, the Black Eyed Peas, I think, like, played at the, uh, at, uh, the point... And I, I had a friend who went to that game on some sort of uh, work thing. Like, he works in the booze industry, and he got, he got like, loaded in order to Nate Washington jersey, like, online later that night, because Nate had a big game. So, like, based on that anecdote, I'm going to say, yes, Nate Washington was on the roster for the Super Bowl forty. He was a rookie. Was a rookie, but then he had, like, a breakout year after that, like, you know. Actually, he has both rings. Both rings. Okay. Well, there you go. 85. That's okay. So we like Nate. We like uh, Xavier Grimble presently. Uh, who else you got up there? Jack Youngblood, not a stealer. Jack Youngblood, not a stealer, but whatever you search in most prolific numbers, the most pro- prolific players are all time great players to wear a jersey number. Uh, Jack Youngblood came out. Uh, lineman. Uh, was, sorry, defensive end uh, for the Rams. Also, I noticed with Jack Youngblood. He's the only person I've ever seen that had his full name on his jersey. He had Jack and then Youngblood. Really? Yeah. Um, he played in the 70s and the 80s, so he was one of those tough motherfuckers. That's like a great football name. Yeah. I mean, that's up there with like Dick Butkus and Ray Nitschke. Like, those are just, that's just a great football name. Uh, and then other, in football, in the football world, other great numbers, 85, Antonio Gates, of course, with the Chargers. And then who can forget Chad Ochocinco? Also a great name, Johnson. Um, you know, whenever he legally changed his name to Ochocinco so he could have it on this jersey was hilarious. Yeah. Um, 
And all Ocho Cinco is in Spanish is eight five. It's eight it's five. It's not even eight yeah. five. Every eight every five. like every like sophomore Spanish anyone who ever even had like a semester of Spanish knows that that's not how you say numbers in Spanish. If you ever worked in a restaurant, <laughs> yeah, man, you know you don't Ocho Cinco it. You ate Ocho Seis it. Right? Mm. You got to Ocho yeah. Seis those chicken wings because uh, you know we're all out. Right. But um, you know if you since you went Bengals like I got to point out that like. You, you totally dropped the ball on TJ Hushmanzada last TJ. week. He was 84. Yeah, you're right, I did. And you, you totally... I didn't know we were allowed to use, like, the worst year of Bengals ever. Like, the, <laughs> the, the most hated Bengals in the history of the Steelers. I never hated Chad Johnson. I, I didn't know, just the team. Like, the rivalry was the, at its peak. The rivalry was at its peak. It's, when, they, it, when they had Carson Palmer yeah. and, like, decent receivers... And the Steelers had not yet won two Super Bowls with Ben Roethlisberger. Well, like that was that was some intense competition. Definitely, we've had uh, one Penguin wear number eighty-five, and it was Peter Klima, uh, K L I M A, um, Czechoslovakian guy. I did some research on that. He was with the Pens for a very short period of time. He was with the he was with three teams in ninety-seven. That's great. So basically, what it was was. He was a trade deadline guy, mm-hmm. and then he started the next season. He at the you know in early '97 he was a trade deadline guy, mm-hmm. and then he started the '97 '98 season with the Pens, and then he was he was trade deadline guy again, yeah, um, and whatnot. And then the Pirates '85. Who can forget Lasting's Millage? It's great. That's actually a great trivia question <laughs> because you know we. I remember I was so excited when we got Lasting's Millage, even even though he had already kind of like sort of seemed like he was a bust. Like he definitely came in with all this hype with like the Nationals, I want to say. He did. And then like they kind of gave up on him and gave him to the Mets. And then like the Mets, you know, let the Pirates have him. But like the Pirates were at a point where they didn't, Polanco wasn't along yet. Um, well, you had like McCutcheon and Marte though. Yeah. They didn't have like a full outfield yet, but they were they were like, they were just like too too brick shy of like their you know best outfield in baseball that they had been working to develop, and um, you know I'd still rather have Austin Meadows, but that's I guess neither here nor there. He was a, he was a decent prospect who had some like good games for the Pirates, but wasn't the long term answer. That is, and he wore a weird number, so he'll be a trivia question for the rest of his career. He will. Did he wear eighty five with like the Mets or? I don't know what he wore with the Mets. And what he wore the Nats, um, yeah, but he wore eighty five here. That's man. So, but yeah, that's if that's not, I mean, if that's so we've had one penguin and one pirate to wear eighty five. Yeah, Steelers eighty five. The list is that long. Yeah, this is an easy category for yeah. Steelers. <laughs> and, and those were the and I pulled the two out that we knew. Uh, the other ones were like who, huh? Who indeed? Yeah, right. Yeah, Xavier Grimble. No, just kidding. I know who that is. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, 85 is usually reserved for a tight end position or a defensive end position, you know, somewhere along those lines. Um, for sure. So we'll definitely we'll definitely see some more 85s uh, throughout the years. It's a matter if they make a name for themselves or not. Yeah, there's all kinds of little Ocho Cinco's like running around right now. You know, probably yeah. like grew up grew up idolizing him, and now, you know, they're in college. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I was thinking of his little kids running around. Oh well, but, but, I mean they yeah. can't all be number eighty-five, right? So, <laughs> but no, you're right. There's there's a bunch of guys that are in college right now that like grew up watching Chad Johnson and 
you know, uh, Hushman Zada and uh, Gronk. There's going to be a lot of 87s coming out. I'm yeah. Sure. I mean, I feel like 87 was already a good number because of, like... Crosby. But Well, Crosby, but in, in football. In football, yeah. You know, you got Mark Bruner wore it. Mark Bruner. Wow. I think Eric Green wore it when he was a Steeler, too. He did. It's a good tight end number. We didn't need Gronk to solidify that that fact. But, you know, it happened. Can't You can't unring that bell. Like, Gronk is a thing that exists. It is, and he's retired from football now. So there now... were rumors that, like, he was going to come back. Did you see that? Uh, I don't know. I saw, like, on the ticker that he was, like, shutting down these rumors that he was going to come back. And I'm like, I hadn't heard the rumors in the first place. I know, but... right? This is what happens when you make Boston fans, like, wait a week and a half for the Stanley Cup Finals to start. Like, they start making shit up, you know, like, telling, like, fantastical stories. I was watching, uh, Amanda pulled up on somebody's Snapchat or Instagram or something mm. of this big old Boston brawl in the upper levels tonight. Oh, really? <laughs> you know, towards the end of the game. And it was it was a good fight. Like people talk about, like Philly fans, these guys were throwing down. I'm, I'm sure. I mean, <laughs> Boston's a, a rough town, man. I mean, anyone who's ever seen The Departed, right? Or, I mean, I mean, or The Town, I, also I, a good movie, The Town with like Jeremy Renner. I mean, I'm starting to watch this video. And I hear, "You motherfucker." <laughs> well, you know, the, the Bruins, the Bruins got jobbed a lot, and we'll maybe talk about that later. But I don't really care, you know. You're live. No sweat off my back. I, I want the Blues to win. I'm, I want the Blues to win too. Uh, I, I'm hoping it only goes six games. If it goes, seven, yeah, the cup's gonna be in St. Louis. The cup's gonna be in St. Louis. Uh, two days from now. So, oh man, I can't wait to. That be sat Saturday. You're gonna fill that? No, thing. no, no. Sunday. Take that thing down and fill it with toasted raviolis, and <laughs> Budweiser. No, not at the same time. <laughs> toasted raviolis, yes. Budweiser, no. Something, something Budweiser makes. Yeah. Hurricane. You'd drink Hurricane out of the Stanley Cup if you had the chance. I'd drink anything out of Stanley Cup. You'd drink Budweiser out of Stanley Cup. I'd drink anything out of Stanley Cup if I had a chance. You would like you you would probably like bring some fortune cookies to like go with it so you could underline the fact that it's quote rice beer as you say. <laughs> but um you know what? Like I like rice. <laughs> I don't like Budweiser. I drink high life when I'm if I if I have to go domestic, it's it's high life or past. I can do a PBR on occasion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, though, we did have the River Hounds. They played last Saturday. The Hounds traveled to Indy to take on the 11, suffered a 2-1 to loss. Indy dominated the stat line in all categories, and I assume that they were looking for a bit of revenge after the Hounds knocked them out of the U.S. Open Cup just a few days prior to that, the previous Wednesday when Indy 11 was in Pittsburgh in Round 3 of the Cup. Um, the Hounds have this weekend Ottawa Fury coming into town. Uh, for regular season play the next Wednesday uh, on the 11th, uh, the Hounds head to Columbus to take on the crew. Uh, fourth round of the U.S. Open Cup. Now, we were kind of hoping that the Hounds were going to get a home game. A home game, right. With an MOS team coming to Pittsburgh. Yeah. and I, I don't know how that draw happened. Yeah, I don't know how it works, but I mean, I'm not the only person who said this, but it seems like. You know, if they want to grow the game, they should send the MLS teams out to smaller smaller cities. markets, right? Definitely. Because pe- people already go to Columbus games. And they're probably going to get fewer people at the, like, weeknight cup match than they will in their, like, weekend game against 
Toronto FC or DC United, okay? So, yeah, why not, like, make the crew go play on the road? I mean, they are, they already get to, like, wait until the, the fourth round before they even enter the tournament. So why not, like, you know, have the crew come here, like, guarantee, like, a big draw at the gate. And from what I understand, I have a, uh, we have a, a friend of ours that is uh, a crew fan. Oh, do we? Um, we, you know Mike Pound? He has Uncle Crappy? No. On the interwebs? Uh, Sounds familiar, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, he, he, he's a big beer guy. He does uh, a Beer Me, and he uh, works with the Post-Gazette and so forth and whatnot. Uh, he's a crew fan. He's also a big Ohio State fan. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure. And he's he's a big Browns fan. He's, he's from Ohio. I'm not sure if it's Cleveland or, or Akron or whatever. Mm. Um, but from what he was saying is that the crew is not having a, a, a great season. No. So there's a chance. I mean, there's always yeah. a chance. There's I mean, always a there's chance. There's always a chance. You got 90 minutes to play a game and score more goals than the other person. Yeah. And in cup play, there's no ties, right? They right. Go, they go to a, a what, 15 minute overtime, and then they I go to would, a shootout. I'm not sure how the Open Cup does it. Like in in the FA Cup in England, they do replays. So if it's tied after 90 minutes in Columbus, they would then go back to Pittsburgh and play it again like a week later. Okay. And then if the replay is tied after 90, then they would go into, like, overtime and then penalty kicks. But, I, you know, I don't know what the rule is for the, the Open Cup. You just, not... just go there and try to win. You yeah, know? you go in, put some goals in the net, and and get it, you come home with a W, and then you might get an MOS team coming to Highmark yeah. uh, the following week. And I went to a crew game once. In, in Columbus? Yeah, in Columbus, and I bought a scarf, and I left my scarf at Butcher in the Rye. Oh, that'll happen. <laughs> Never did get it back. I know that'll happen. I mean, you were butchering your eye. I'm sure. I wasn't was... as cold when I left there. <laughs> I didn't even notice it was missing until like the you, next day. When you're at home, you're like, "Where's my Chris scarf?" Yeah, yeah. It wasn't as cold when you left there because you were jacked up on whiskey. Mm, you know, it happens. As one does, it happens. It happens at the butcher and ride. It happens at the Warren. It happens at. <laughs> Anywhere fine the, spirits are sold. The Brookline and Sinker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, the Hounds aren't off to a great start as they were last year. Last year they were unbeaten for so many games, but they yeah. had a shit ton of ties. Yeah. Um, which still gained them a point and kept them up in the standings. I believe I looked last there about 12th in the standings. And since they redid everything, they need to be a top six. Yeah. Um, so... It's a long season. This season isn't over until September, October. Sure. You know, and mm-hmm. then playoffs and so forth. So I, I'm not that worried yet. Um, they're still playing well. They got it. One of the guys, uh, I forget who it was, signed to play with um, his national team. Uh, shit. I'll have to look that back up. Okay. Um, Signed up. He's still gonna play with. He's still gonna play with uh, the Hounds. Yeah, but he's gonna go on. Yeah, on international break. Play on international break and so forth with his national team, which is awesome. I mean, all those guys want to and you know play for their national team. I mean, it's like it's like in hockey, the guys you know come Olympics and come. You know, uh, whenever they have the uh, the World Cup of Hockey, they all want to go play for their home country. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's a big honor, and like I mean, there's a little extra money involved too. 
but you know it's it's mostly for the honor like you know the first the first competitive soccer game was like england versus scotland okay before before they had like you know this whole big premier league like you know the biggest the biggest match of the century at the time was just like a you know two national teams going at it and like so the you know the the international game which is which is going on right now as a matter of fact like you know there's an international break like the usl and the mls are still playing but you know in certain instances teams are going to have to like just let guys go for a while to you know go do international duty um the us is playing friendlies but they've got the gold cup coming up later this summer and that that's like the uh like the regional like north american and the caribbean and central america like that that is their regional tournament similar to like the euro tournament you know that that's on espn uh it's played every four years the gold cup it's played in a non-world cup year um you know it's it's usually like u.s and mexico dominated but i think we got upset by jamaica the last time it happened in the semifinals um you know and like haiti and trinidad have have given us some trouble in in recent years um but this this friendly that's coming up is against Venezuela, I want to say. So you know, like a team from outside of our region, but you know, should be a good matchup. It's uh, Dover. He's gonna be representing uh, Ghana in okay. the Gold Cup. Oh, okay. And yeah, he's gonna be representing Golga. Four years ago, uh, the Hounds uh, goalkeeper Ryan Thompson represented uh, in the Gold Cup. Yeah, for Jamaica. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah. So. Yeah, he was with a uh, goalkeeper for the Reggae Boys, beat the U.S. in the semifinal, and then fell to Mexico in the final. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. That was harsh. I mean, you so, know, pe- yeah. people were, like, happy, but... Yeah, so... Because there's uh, a Riverhound going to the final, but it's yeah, just like, man, like... We, Jor- Jordan we took, Dover. We took Jamaica very lightly. Yeah, Jordan Dover. Yeah. Uh, for Ghana. National team. Now, the, um... The Nations League semifinals were this week. In Europe, they made, like, a another side tournament that happens in a year that's, like, not World Cup qualifying and not Euro qualifying. And they sort the teams into groups, like, based on their standing in international. And it's basically to, like, make it so these international breaks don't have, like, a bunch of cupcake games. Where, like, Spain is playing Faroe Islands in a friendly, for example, tomorrow. Like, when, when they were in, like, the Nations League group stages, it was all, like similar like levels of competition and teams can go like up and down and they they got down to the final four and it was uh yesterday was portugal versus switzerland and ronaldo scored a hat trick and they won easily and then today was netherlands versus england uh netherlands won three to one but they needed to go an extra half hour to get the goals necessary to break the tie and so you're gonna have portugal and the netherlands on saturday or sunday afternoon on on espn in the, in the nation's league final it doesn't mean a ton but it does get you like a get out of jail free card like if you win the nation's league and then you screw up euro qualifiers like there's like a way that you can still get in the back door so there's something at stake it's like it's like you win an insurance policy what was the other uh championship the week before not the champs league the, the other championship the Europa League. The Europa League, where yeah. like the the winner of the Europa League gets a bid to the Champs League, right? Next, very similar. The, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's kind of like 
you know, like uh, one of the guys at work explained to me is like the NIT mm-hmm. tournament, uh, and the winner of that tournament they win a trophy and whatnot, but yet they get a bid to the champs tournament next year. Yeah, Champions exactly. League. Champions Cup. Yeah, um, and speaking speaking of the European Champions Cup or UEFA Champions League, as it's commercially branded. Yeah, this uh, this happened last Saturday. Uh, the Champs Cup uh, was won by Liverpool. You might have missed uh, it. Two nil. Much. Two nil. Uh, Tottenham had several chances, especially in extra time. Uh, mm. I watched. I, I watched. I flipped it on, and I was watching for a little bit, and I got to see the second goal, which was pretty. It was a pretty good goal. It was a pretty goal. Like he had the. He was coming down the wing, and then uh, went for the shot. It got blocked, deflected back, crossover pass. Yeah, and then he like. Was spun around a dude and just kind of kicked it like awkward footed. Yeah, and it went into the corner of the goal. Yeah, and Divock Origi. He's had he's had some big goals for Liverpool, like down down both of their runs to the to the European Cup and the Premier League. You know, they they came up short in the Premier League, but they won the cup. Uh, they they got to have their open top bus tour around Liverpool. It's all well and good. Um, it was kind of a bad game. The the first Liverpool goal was in like the fourth minute. It was a penalty. I don't know if you saw the highlight. I did see the uh, highlight. The Tottenham defender was basically, he stuck his arm out to point to his to, to his teammates, like, go cover that guy. And it was a handball. And it just so happened that the player he was covering, like, kicked the ball, like, at his hand, and it hit his hand. Yeah, it's a handball. And it was like a textbook handball. But, like... It was a ticky-tacky. It was, like, I saw some people say that that wouldn't be called in, like, your average Premier League game. Because it kind of hit near his shoulder, and, you know, it was just kind of like his, like, they say, like, unnatural position. Like, if your arm is in an unnatural position, then it's a handball. Cause if he was you, if your arm like, just, like, flies out from your body like, while you're jumping. He was going like this. Yeah, he, was, he wasn't you know, trying to, like, play the ball. He wasn't even looking at the guy he was marking. So, in soccer, I know you can't use your hands, but can you use your elbow or your forearm or anything? Nope. No. no, like I said, guys, guys get called for, you know, close to the shoulder. Okay. There was a there was a call on Son in the second half, where where you know he went to chest the ball down and it looked like it hit right on his shoulder and they called it a handball, and this was right around like the time when Tottenham was starting to actually like get chances. See, like another thing that sucked about the game was like Tottenham went down real early, and you're thinking like, well they could come right back, like this could be a barn burner, but it it took them until like the seventy third minute to get a shot on goal. It did. And then they started pouring it on and getting more shots and then, and they had a few chances. Extra time they had three shots on goal. But by you know, by the time <laughs> Liverpool was up two nil, it, it was kinda like, you know, all over but the crying. It it was. I mean, but it was extra time. I mean, I was I watched from the I saw the second goal, then I did something else, and I flipped back on and it was in the seventy fifth minute. Yeah. So the last 15 plus extra time, so mm-hmm. call it 20. Yeah. Uh, but, it, yeah, it was from the 80th or from the 90th minute to about the 95th minute. I mean, they had three shots on goal in extra time. And good opportunity. Uh, the goalkeeper, you know, knocked that shit away real yeah. quick. He actually had one where he fingertipped it up and deflected it over top of the crossbar. Yeah, that was a good save. So, I mean, that was... Yeah, I mean, there were, there were some highlights, but it just wasn't... Wasn't as good as like any of the other Champions League games that I watched, like especially the knockout games. Like that was probably like the worst. And of course, the worst had... of all the knockout games was probably the final. And of course, you had two English teams playing in Spain. Yeah. So I mean, and these English teams they play each other how many times throughout the year? 
twice definitely sometimes more right and there's two on... there's two cups like domestic cups so it's possible that you could play the same team four times domestically mm-hmm. and then still meet them in the in yeah the so it's, it's like, i mean the it's a so rare, it's, like, it's like the steelers, rare rare outcome it's like know? the steelers playing the browns the ravens and the and the uh, and the Bengals. they could potentially play them three times in the season yeah if both teams yeah. make the playoffs yeah. and and the and the seedings shake out that way then yeah which is always scary um, yeah, you know, I don't care. All, all these people talk about the Browns this year. Like, I'm not that worried about that. Whatever, man. They got some shit. We'll talk about the Browns later. We don't want to talk about them at all. Well, we're going to talk about them a little bit. Okay. Okay. Uh, just a little. Just a smidge. Just all a right. smidge. Just a, just a little pooplet. <laughs> yeah, so uh, what do we got left for international soccer this year? Um, Women's World Cup starting soon. Team USA is a favorite. Um... The men have the Gold Cup later on this summer. The International Champions Cup is, is you know, a lot of games are being played stateside. Uh, teams are touring. There are going to be some big matches at, like, the Big House and Fenway and Yankee Stadium. Not coming to Pittsburgh this year. I mean, last year they did. We, last year nobody showed up. It well, was, it was, the game it, came. The nobody game, showed up It was up pretty at the poorly attended. Uh you, you, I would, I'd imagine if they'd had an English team, it would have been probably more people there. Um, I guess Pulisic wasn't as big of a draw as they had hoped, which is unfortunate because Dortmund is a really good team, and so is Benfica. I had a good time there, um, but you know, it's not, it's not coming here. So if you if you want to watch international stuff, it's you know the Premier League starts back up August tenth. So that's... it's a very short off season. Yes. Well, I mean, soccer in general is it's mm-hmm. soccer, golf, auto racing. Yeah. Shortest off seasons, I believe. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a two week off season for PGA Tour this year. Yeah. It, it runs <laughs> August to May. The Premier League runs August to May, and you know, August tenth is the first Saturday. I just just saw the official announcement today, as a matter of fact. So. You know, but I, I sort of already knew. It seems the Premier League is always the same weekend as the Brookline Breeze. Hmm. So I'm like up early anyway to like run a 5K and then I just go home. That you don't soccer. train for. I don't really need to. I know you ride your bike enough. And all when that. I do run, that's my distance. Yeah. <laughs> if it's longer than 3.2, I gotta train. <laughs> but yeah, I could I could just roll out of bed and run the run the breeze. It's it's fine. You're like, oh shit, I'm five minutes late. Good thing the starting line's only two blocks. No, they literally, away. they literally, like you know, in movies how they're like, hurry, you gotta, you gotta get. Like they literally did that to me. And I was like, I don't think it's. I still ended up standing around for a few minutes because that's awesome. They had to wait for Michael Lamb to come fire the starting gun. <laughs> you know. All right, folks, we're gonna go ahead and take a break at this point in time right now. We'll come back with some more exciting hot takes and some other sports going on uh, in the country and also locally. Um, in the meantime, check out what's going on with our friends here at Sorgatron Media Studios in Beachview that produce our podcast as well as several other podcasts. Also, don't forget to go to boldpgh.com. Scroll down to the bottom of the page. We're partners with Jenny League Bakery. So go ahead and check them out. You can order their bread straight from us and have it delivered to your house. Or you can go down to the rocks and pick it up yourself. It's quite awesome to go down to the bakery. They have a lot of really good stuff going on. But now, folks, we'll be back in just a few moments. Do you like professional wrestling? Want your discussions? No holds barred. Check out WrestlingMayhemShow.com for all the wrestling podcast flavor you can handle. All right, folks, and we're back for our second edition here on episode 85 
of Bold Sports. Sitting here watching ESPN, watching the uh, highlights from the uh, Bruins uh, Blues game. That was a hell of a save. That it guy was a made. hell of a save. That was a hell Creechy. of a save. Creechy made coming across behind Rask was out of the net, and he came across and took it off the chest. Yeah, uh, it's like they practiced it that way almost. I mean, it was like a really good save. <laughs> really, really. If good a goalie save. made a save like that, you would say it's a really no, that's good a normal save. save. Yeah, well, it's a good save. Yeah. It's not easy what they do, you know. It is not easy what they do. I would not want to have a hard brick of rubber come flying at me at 100 mile an hour. Nope. No matter how much padding I had on. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and mask and cup and everything else. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm yeah. Not, it still hurts. I don't care what anybody says. It's going to hurt. I like the hockey balls, like the Milek. Oh, dude, I still have. I, I got hit a couple of Got, got some welts. Yeah, oh, Had some welts for sure. Especially when it was cold out in the fall, like November, yeah. December, playing street hockey. Well, you got to get the blue ball with like the... We always had the orange ball. Yeah, well, the orange balls are like a rock. Yeah. Below a certain temp. Yeah. You know, I had all I had the whole set. We, we had the blue ones too, <laughs> but the blue ones, yeah, here nor there. Nobody likes getting hit with balls, no matter what color they are, because um, they hurt. This is true. Yes. Uh, PGA Tour last week at Jack's Place in Dublin, Ohio at the Memorial Tournament. Patrick Shantling uh, came away with the win with a minus 19 with Adam Scott in second at minus 15. Spieth and Woods both had a good showing with top 10 finishes. Uh, Tiger made up most of his ground on day four with four birds on the front nine. Uh, they were talking about Tigers making a charge day four. and then yeah. He had four birds front nine. He had a bird uh, quick on the back nine and then kind of just bogey or, or part out. Uh didn't make too much noise after that. Uh, he ended up, he ended up uh, seven strokes off the lead at that, you know, total. Uh, or no, less than that. I don't know. Yeah, he 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 finished tied for ninth. There was like four guys tied in ninth. So um, I didn't watch a second of it, but when I saw it come across the ticker that Cantley won, like I was kind of bummed because I, you know. I was watching like some one of those like gambling shows and like they were all over like Patrick Cantley as like a favorite and uh, you know of course there's like there there all there's always debate but to me it sounded like you know the pro Cantley argument made more sense but you know I'm not gonna like bet on golf <laughs> you know in, what in sometimes I just want to go throw twenty on a guy yeah you know like if I if we would have went down the casino mm-hmm. and thrown twenty on Brooks Kepka would have came back with two twenty yeah I mean you know. It is what it is. It's called gambling. It's not called winning. I know. I mean, I, I have a $5 chip. Still? That I just, I don't know how long, where it came from. Someone gave it to me. Like, $5 is like nothing. Like, why would you go with $5 to a casino? You know? So, whenever I'm there, I just don't bring it. But Yeah, like, I would like to put that chip on some random golfer and just see if I can turn it into something worthwhile. That'll work. This week, the tour heads north of the border to Canada. Uh... It's the Canadian Open at Hamilton Golf and Country Club in Ontario, about 40 minutes west of, the, of Niagara Falls. You have lots of big names in this week's tournament. Uh, Rory's first time playing in Canada. What? Yeah. Um, he's he's always a favorite. Um, so you have Tiger's not playing, Mickelson's not playing, um, Ricky Fowler's not playing. So there's some guys that are taking their time because what's next week? What, next week is the U.S. Open? Yes! Oh, yeah, yeah, because it's, you know, Father's yes. Day. Pebbles Beach. Is that right? Yeah. Pebbles Beach. 
Not Bam Bam's, Pebbles. Pebbles Beach. Yeah, it's Pe- Pebble Beach. Pebble Beach uh, is hosting the U.S. Open this year. Those guys already played Pebble Beach once this year in that swing, in the California yeah. swing. Um, so they get to play it again. Uh, Pebble Beach was uh, is the big pro-am yeah. that they have. Uh, it's, it counts for the PGA Tour guys. Um, the guys they're playing with, like Justin Timberlake and... You know Charles Barkley and Bill Murray and all those guys. Alice Cooper, Alice Cooper, uh, Rick, Rick Rodin, <laughs> Jake's uh, guy, guy that only injures now. Uh, yeah, uh, Danny Quinn, Danny you know. Quinn. Yes, <laughs> you know those guys. Um, they're, they're playing Haley Joel Osment. Ooh, yeah, they're they're they're, they're, one, they're playing for um for posterity and and there's a lot of those guys play. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it, it, they're they're playing at the pros. It counts for the pros in this. Uh, but next week is Pebble Beach, U.S. Open. Tigers won there before uh, for a U.S. Open. Um, Mickelson's never won a U.S. Open. That's the only major is eluding him is the U.S. Open. I think that is his uh, black mark on his card. You know, uh, and, and what's funny is if you ever watch some of the interviews, he's like, he goes, yeah, but I finished sixth. He goes, I finished second six times. <laughs> So I count as a win. <laughs> that's some interesting uh, scoring. I'm I'm not sure that's like regular stroke play there, <laughs> right? I mean and that that is some that is some sort of like golf outing game that I've never heard of. Um, but that's kind of how like FedEx points work, right? <laughs> to my knowledge, we're still trying to figure that out. They, I think they made it simpler. Like they're not ready to talk about it yet, though. Made it simpler. Dude, I'm not that. I'm pretty good at math, but I'm not that good at math. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like trying to figure out the NASCAR point situation. Jesus oh, Christ! Yeah, and, just, and I've been, I, I, I haven't really followed NASCAR in years now, just because of, you know, they they went to the, to what they, it was the next Hell Cup. It was the Winston Cup. They went to the next Hell Cup. And, and, you can't have tobacco sponsorships. Even though, like, anyone who smokes knows that Winston's are terrible and will tell, like, every 18-year-old who's, like, thinking of starting the habit. Like, they still think that, like, Winston Cup is too much of, like, a bad influence, so they had to switch it to, like, Nextel Cup. Now, did you see a bunch of, like, teenagers walking around with those annoying-ass walkie-talkies all of a sudden as a result of this sponsorship? Yeah, No, no. You know, it's like they lost a little bit of their influence when they... Yeah. Uh, What is it now, like? It's not not it's not next to cup anymore. Something something cup. I don't know. Um, they have the chase now, and they have yeah, races they have the chase where there's like the, people yeah, who are running who don't actually have a chance of doing anything. Yeah, it, it's but there's still prize money involved for that race, so they're still compelled to like try to win. Yeah, but they could be blocking people it, from like winning a it's trophy. Totally, it's totally. I yeah, just it's, I it's one of those things that like evolved that. It's like the 64 tournament for the college basketball. It's not fucking broke. Don't fuck with it. Same with certain aspects of baseball <laughs> that, you know, you know, we might need to get you, into. You know, it was the Winston Cup for years. They had the regular point system. It worked this way. They had the cars set this way. Boom, 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 boom. I know technology's gotten better. I know this has gotten better. Cars have gotten faster. Drivers have gotten more able to drive 600 miles in a day. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. Um but you're still driving the fucking car. Yeah. I mean, granted, you're not driving an 85 Monty SS. You're driving a car that was built 
with a roll from a roll cage out, and basically the only thing on the car that shows what car it might be is a decal. Mm. But it doesn't really look like a Mustang. It doesn't really look like. But a the engine, Camaro. Has, the engine still has to be stock, right? <laughs> it's a stock block. Okay, so that's lame. <laughs> I like when they were just like running their cars that they like. Yeah, for regular. Yeah, you like, know? like I mean, so yeah, like even in the the seventies, eighties, even in the nineties, you know, the cars were in the eighties. They were still like showroom cars but, you know and they now, worked them over but now that you mention it like i drive a toyota yaris and i i definitely do not drive a nascar engine <laughs> i'm pretty sure well that what i that what i'm riding around in well is i not... think the toyota car and nascar right now i think is the camry well it's the same engine avalon I, yaris is the same engine as a camry it's just like a different body it's a hatchback yeah you know that's the only difference yeah, you start your car up and you don't hear it. You start a NASCAR and like... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I, I, And I also don't feel it. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Know? there's no Cali converters, there's straight pipes, when, it's, oh, it's hookers and off the when side. That, when, that, when, I get, when that light, you know, by Mindful Brewing turns green and I gotta go up under the trestle, like, <laughs> you know, I'm definitely not feeling like, like a NASCAR dude in that moment. <laughs> so, you know... Anyway, NASCAR and golf, both sports with arcane point scoring systems that, exactly. that we don't understand. Exactly. We'll we'll come back to like around like the start of football season. We're, yeah, we'll have somebody yeah, hopefully by then I can get somebody online to explain to yeah, me. Yeah, I'm going to go get some textbooks, some algebra books and try to figure it out. Yeah, that, summer that, reading. <laughs> summer reading. I know, right? It's about time the kids are going to be out of school and shit, so I'll like just get their books. <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking about my neighborhood being loud again. That's oh yeah, doing. there's that. The sheets was crazy busy tonight. Oh dude, that sheets is always busy. Yeah, but I mean, like I come about the same time every like Tuesday, all the high Wednesday, school seniors graduate. They're they're hanging out with their cars. Uh huh. It's like little yeah. car club central mm-hmm. over there. Yeah, yep. that's, that's exactly yep. right. Yeah, car club ground central. effects base ground effects base neon stuff. lights. Yeah, yeah, all the good stuff. All the import bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Do they still have a Crutchfield catalog? Oh man, Crutchfield <laughs> is awesome. They don't even have catalogs anymore. Like these kids probably just like learn about their speakers from Instagram. Until you build your own speaker box and get and and get certain dimensions, and you have to build it to a certain dimension for the speaker to sound, put the ports in the right spot. Until you build a speaker box in shop class, and then that way you only pay two hundred dollars. For the speaker that for the speaker itself mm-hmm. instead of in the box that it's supposed to come with and it's five hundred yeah so you you build it in shop class and it costs you what ten bucks for materials in high school shop class <laughs> <laughs> you know and you build the box to the dimensions and then you build it so you can put that speaker in it uh, I don't want to hear shit well because you know what I put my JL twelve W zeros in boxes that I built in shop class and it took me six fucking weeks wow at forty five minutes a day. <laughs> We just made like centerpieces shop. Like, we made we made like candle holders. I mean, we did that in seventh and eighth grade. Well, right? yeah, that's the thing. I didn't have shop in high school. Yeah, know? I took shop in high school. I didn't have a like, shop at I actually could spend a lot of periods in shop. It was awesome. Yeah. Uh, like Matt and I were talking about, we we were both watching the Stanley Cup final game tonight. Uh, it was game five. Uh, game five is always pivotal, especially when it's a um, 
tied up series two two. Yeah. So you're gonna a three game series for the Stanley Cup sounds terrifying. It, yeah. You know, like a seven game series, you're like, yeah, that's that leaves you a little wiggle room. But when it, when you get down to like it's two two, it becomes a best two out of three series, and that's that's a little scary. Especially when you don't hold serve at home like the Bruins didn't do tonight. Mm-mm. Definitely did not at all. Uh, Stanley Cup Bruins and Blues. Uh, back and forth. The series is now 3-2 to two in the Blues' favor. Uh, I wrote these notes yesterday, so they're a little uh, backwards. I have to move around some stuff now in my head, which is hard to do after a couple beers and some whiskey. Sedano uh, <laughs> Charo, uh, he, re- he received the pup the puck drop nod today. Um, he had a broken jaw. He suffered in game four uh, in St. Louis. And um, he was questionable for tonight. And he was a game time decision to start. He had that whole protective shield mask going on. Um, I don't know the severity of his broken jaw. Mm. I don't know if it was a Kevin Stevens type situation. Or if it was like a Rick Tockett type situation. Uh, if you don't remember, Kevin Stevens had his jaw broken and wired to fuck shut mm-hmm. and was still played on the ice. And then you had Rick Tockett, who had a broken jaw, who could still talk, but it hurt. <laughs> and it was like, I think one side was like screwed and wired and the other side was all right. Um, but either way, this is why hockey players are the toughest motherfuckers out there. Because I've watched Pascal Dupuis spit chiclets, go in, get sewed up, and then come back out and play the third period. Yeah. Um, the uh, goaltender for Buffalo that got his uh, neck Clint cut. Clint Malarchuk? Yeah. He got Ooh. his neck cut. That was one of those freak, freak accidents. Those were always the worst. It was a freak, freak accident where the guy went in front of him and his skate came up and cut his throat. Right by the jugular, and he just started yeah. bleeding. And intensely. these guys like to have their skates like sharp. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. These these are not like your Lebo ice rink, like rollerblade boots with yeah. the like clasp strap. No, no, no. You these, know, these like skates these, will, these these things are precision. The, the, these skates will will cut a roast. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll cut some raw steak. They might have at some point. I would do that. I, I would just like jump jump off a bench with my skates on and try to like whoosh, cut. A, Right? Um, and then, so, he, uh, the reports from him, and this happened in the early 90s or late 80s, one or two, um, they they hurried up, got him covered with a towel, got him off, rushed him to the hospital. They, they, he didn't, they didn't cut an artery, uh, thankfully. Yeah. Uh, or no, the doctor didn't cut the artery. Either way, they, it, he, his response was, can you get me stitched back up and ready for the third period? Yeah, right. Come on, man. <laughs> you, you lost a lot of blood when that's like your your thought process, man. Like, <laughs> that's just, wow. Yeah. You know? I mean, I, I mean, hockey players are tough. It's, one of, it's probably the toughest game out there, I think, personally. Um, I was working as a dishwasher once, and I, like, cut, like, up under my thumbnail. Mm. Because I, like, touched a piece of metal that was, like, yep. s- like taped to a wall for some reason. Yep. And they were like, go home, you're done. And I was like, I'm not done. Like, that's not like Clint Malarchuk level, but like, seriously, like, you know, you, you want to like finish the job. You don't, you don't want, nobody wants to like get subbed out and have to go home because they got hurt. Right. You know, so I, I can understand where he's coming from. I've whacked the tip of my finger off cutting fruit at work. Ugh. 
I mean, with a paring knife. Yeah. You know, uh, I've definitely cut myself. I've, you know, I've come home with cuts. Amanda looked at me and be like, well, how did you cut yourself there? I don't know. You know, it's it just biz. happens. It's just the biz, man. You know, cut myself open up beer bottles. I've broken mm. bottles. I have scars on me from glass, whatever. I once slipped on the tile floor. And I, like, popped up in the air. Like, my feet flew out from under me. And I, like, arms flew out to the side. And when I came down, my right hand landed in, like, the bus tub that was full of, like, silverware. Nice. And I got, like, a puncture cut on my Forks. hand from a fork. Yep, yeah. that'll happen. It was pretty bad. Plus, my ass was all bruised up. That was a bad one. Uh, and then you had, uh, let's see, tonight in Game 5, you had Robert Bertuzzo uh, played. Uh, he was back in the lineup for Game 5 tonight uh, after being a healthy scratch in Game 4. Uh, the Blues have been rotating him, uh, Edmondson, and Dunn at D all season. Edmondson uh, had a shaky game four, and then that's opened the window for Bertuzzo to get back in. Uh, either way, uh, the Blues are going to win the Cup. Both their names will be on it because uh, they start the game in the final. Um, so the Blues uh, have been shifting their D around where the Bruins have been shifting their offense around. The Bruins started seven defensemen tonight, just mm. seven defensemen. Um, so it left them uh, one guy short rotating at, at, on the offense on the lines. Uh, so that was uh, pretty pretty fun to watch and how that went out uh, tonight. That game, Bruins had several chances. Uh, the Blues were just better, better on the defensive side of the, the puck tonight. Um that's all there was to Bennington it. made some key saves when it counted. So Bennington made some key Definitely. saves when it counted. Tuka um, Rass made some really key yeah, he, saves, he's, too. He's really good. Uh, I mean, he's, oh, he's, he's, he's really good. He looks like Danny Noonan, but I mean... He's, you know. If Boston wins the Cup, I think Tuka Rask is the Conn Smythe at this point. Wasn't but, he before? Whenever they went to the Cup and they won the, the year... That was uh, Recky's last year. Was that still Tim Thomas? Or did they win the? Or did they beat the Pens that year with Tuka Rask and go on and lose to the Blackhawks? Yeah, we got beat by Tuka Rask. Right. One year we definitely got beat by Tuka Rask, but, but there was the. I just remember Tim Thomas because they went to the White House, but he wouldn't. He didn't want to go to see Obama at the White House. And that was Recky's last year. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So like, uh, did Tuka Rask win the con Smythe that year? I'm sorry, did I... I mean, Tim Thomas win the Conn Smythe. I don't remember. I don't know. I, I thought he might have won the Conn Smythe. I, I, I couldn't know. remember. He was... Yeah. Yeah, he hasn't... Okay. It doesn't matter because the Blues are going to win it. They, mm. They're going to win it. And uh, We're both pulling for the Blues in this one just because Boston's got enough bullshit. Yeah. You know. You know. They, they got enough going on. They, and they, you want the Red Sox to win the World Series every I, year. I do want the Red Sox so, to win the World Series every you know, year. If you're gonna if you're gonna limit, you know, put any sort of restraints on Boston winning sports titles, and you've got to, you know, target other sectors such as hockey and football, right? <laughs> definitely football. So you you definitely, but you can't because like that that's just like a, you know, that's a gusher right now. <laughs> like the that's like a you know, a big score. Like you're not gonna stop that. You know, that, unfortunately, yeah. like Brady. You know, uh, yeah. Here's the thing: Brady's gonna have to have have a downtime. It has downtime coming. I don't know when, but he's got to have a downtime. It could be starting right now. It could be. Hopefully, it is. But I, I, I wouldn't put anybody. You know, if anybody went up to Tom Brady and said, "Fuck you, Tom Brady. You're gonna lose the Super Bowl and never win another Super Bowl again." Yeah. 
I, I, I'd be like, he'd be like, fuck you. I'm not going to win the Super Bowl just to prove you wrong. Now, do you like, think... <laughs> okay, so, like, I saw today that Tom Brady said that he, like, doesn't like when people call him Tom Terrific. And that he wanted to, like, try to, like, clamp down on it somehow. Like, no. No, you don't get to do that, Tom Brady. Like, you don't get to pick your nickname. You know? Like, it's not how it works. Yeah, you're given a nickname. You're given you a nickname. You don't get to pick it. Like, you're kind of boring despite all the Super Bowls, so, like, you get a boring nickname, and that's just how it is, man. You know? Go, go like, go fucking, like, beat someone physically, you know? <laughs> get, like, a tougher nickname. So, we'll, st- we'll stick with some hockey here. Uh, Penguins, uh, the Pens have a lot to figure out in this offseason. Penn's biggest issue last season was the offense, not necessarily the defense. Uh, the D and the goaltending could have been better, of course. Um, uh, but the lack of goal scoring with the top players on the team was atrocious. Keep your eyes out for big moves in this offseason. Um, the Malkin talk started up again. Um, do I personally feel they're going to move Malkin? Probably not. Um, Kessel talk's been around. Kessel was, they had a trade in place for him and he vetoed it because he has the right to veto trades uh, for two-thirds of the teams in the NHL. Mm. Same with Malkin. Crosby's untouchable. He's never going to get traded. Yeah. So they're they're going to have to tell him retire. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't think they'll have to tell him because I think he'll still be good enough. Right. You know, they'll have, he'll be like the next Mario. He'll be like, hey, like, you know, we're going to draft somebody. He's 18 and he's going to come live at your house and you're going to kind of mentor him. <laughs> right. Yeah. Until, I mean, it's until like you need him to help you tie your skates on and then you're going to, you're going to retire and, you know, and, you and know, live happily fish, ever after. Fish and golf. And, and then you're going to sit up in the box at Mario and you're going to yeah. take part ownership of the team and yeah. go from there. Yeah. Um, Got to drink wine though. I don't know if he's a wine drinker. He is. Okay. <laughs> He's not as good as a pal as Mario, but he's... he's well, that changing. comes with age. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah. I mean, hockey players drink a lot of Red Bull. I'm sure that, like, kills a lot of taste buds, so... <laughs> Jesus Christ, they drink a lot of Red Bull. You should make some vodka. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> because you can't taste it anyway, so, I mean, like... It's, like don't put whiskey mix... Don't mix whiskey with the Red Bull, because it's just going to mask the flavor. No, oh, man. got to drink fucking Absolute Mandarin. Oh, Red Bull. <laughs> Absolute Mandarin with orange Red Bull. Fruit's good for you, okay? Yeah, uh, Vitamin C, Steve. It is. It, it is very good for you. Um, <laughs> but no, seriously, uh, you know, everybody complains about Jack Johnson. Get him out of here. Now, the only thing that, uh, you know, he wasn't a prolific goal scorer, but he he's not. He's a defenseman. I mean, um, Latang's your scoring defenseman, your offensive defenseman. Um, Ole Mata, he had a down year last year. I get it. I mean, he had, he had a, uh, he was injured half the year prior. Um, he's a but, liability but, but, out there on defense sometimes. He it's is a not, liability on defense. Even when sometimes. he has like a good year, he still has moments where he's just he like, still has dumb moments where he looks like doing? a twelve year old kid. He's like, yeah. "Oh, don't, sorry, I shouldn't have done that." Yeah, um, you know. But but the <laughs> thing is, <laughs> but the thing is, is is the uh, the pens got away from what got him two cups in a row, which was speed. Um, and, yeah, and, and trading Carl Haglin didn't help that. Trading Haglin didn't help. Like bringing uh, Matt know. Cullen back didn't help. Um, but they brought Matt Cullen back for more of a. He's his nickname's Dad for a reason, right? I understand, but you it's know, just like, but you talk about like overall team speed, or you talk about like having a couple lines that are really fast. Overall team speed, you know, 
overall team speed, it's hard to be as fast as they were like when they were because like guys get older. Yeah. Is my point. Like you could you could still have like old guys on a checking line. I mean, Crosby and, like, and Malkin are still ten years younger than yeah. well, eight years younger, nine years younger than us. I mean, yeah. but I think ideally uh, you got to have like two lines that can just like go, just like balls out, right? Like, flying around. And it's hard to find people like that. It is. Uh, there's gonna be a, there's gonna be a big move made this off season. Yeah, and it's a matter of time. It's a matter of what we get back. Mm. Uh, in that instance, and and that's just gonna be what it's gonna be and that's all there is to it um who knows um hopefully um pens will find their their niche and get in there and make it happen um you know there was talks about um ty uh it's not ty dummy max dummy max dummy yeah uh being traded not to the penguins but Mm -hmm. being traded and, and there was talks of Connor mcdavid being traded like, like, Connor McDavid's like, you know, cr- the next Crosby apparently. Well, know, that, I'm and, sure the league would love to get him out of Edmonton. I mean, yeah, because it's just they, they've had so many high picks and they just don't seem to. They don't seem to put a team around them. The same thing happened in Toronto. Exactly. That's why Phil Kessel. At least Jack Eichel, like Buffalo's trying. Um, you know, and obviously, like. You know, like the Islanders have some young talent, not like you know superstar level, but no, like, but they got cool. a lot of cool really good young talent. If they get a guy talent. like Connor McDavid, um, that yeah, if they the, could get a young guy, like you know, Connor maybe McDavid, maybe you know, Edmonton would... could like stock up on like more youth in exchange for like one like because obviously his window is closing there. You know, by the time they get a team around him, <sighs> he's not I, that I would old. Him. He's in his mid twenties, right? But like he's got his prime ahead of him. Does he want to like he's spend got his it prime on in the next eight years? Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, are they gonna get? Are they finally gonna get a team around him, or are they gonna like score like a blockbuster haul and try to you know build a team around their next overall number one draft pick that they get? Who knows? We'll see how that's gonna shake out. Uh, speaking about shaking things out, how about that NBA man right now? They, uh, the finals very uh, entertaining. The finals has the Raptors up two to one after Game Three last night. Steph Curry dropped forty seven. Uh, Draymond Green dropped 17 for the Warriors. Uh, Pascal Sakum dropped 18. Uh, Kyle Lowry 23. Fred Van Fleet 11. And then Kyrie, or Kyrie, not Kyrie Irving, Kawhi Leonard. Get my K's mixed up. <laughs> um, dropping 30. Um, so the Warriors went out there with basically Curry and Green. Yeah. You know, Durant hasn't been seen in the finals. Um, He's in the tunnel doing like handshakes with guys. Yeah, I saw Tr- that. Tristan Thompson. He was out last night. I mean Clay. Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson. Tristan Thompson definitely didn't play. <laughs> he was out. <laughs> he was out. DMP like league decision because he doesn't. I'm getting names in sports cross. I was thinking Tristan Jari. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, Tristan Jari's. Uh, he yeah, didn't play in the finals either. He was in Wilkes-Barre. Uh, um, <laughs> but no, Clay Thompson. He 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 was out. Um, so Clay's coming back for the next game. Durant, he should be Durant. Durant will not be back. What's Durant's issue? Uh, is it a is it a legit injury? Or yeah, is it... yeah, he's injured. I mean, he you know, he's not tanking on the team just because he wants to get traded. I mean, because you got Zdeno Char at forty two years old playing the fucking broken jaw. I mean, is Kevin Durant 
have a leg cramp? No, I... Like, I, <laughs> I think he doesn't... Maybe maybe he doesn't want to hurt his value after the year's uh, out, but, like, I don't think it's that bad of an injury that, like, he needs to work. I don't know. I really don't. For a while, all I cared about was, like, oh, this is fun. Like, we'll see if Golden State can, you know, still win it without without Durant. Like, like they were able to win before they had Durant. But after watching the Raptors in Game 1, like, you know... Like, you see what Siakam had, like, what, 18 points, 17 points, something like that in Game 3? He did. Like, he had, like, 32 points in Game 1. He, like, came out of nowhere. And, um, you know, Kawhi Leonard's gonna be Kawhi Leonard, and he, and... Yeah, like, it's it's fun. Toronto's fun. Like, even if you hate Drake, like... You know, I don't hate Drake. You That's don't, the but best some people part. do. No, but some people do, and I'm just saying, he's just one Canadian. Okay? There's a lot of, like, the whole other... However many, like, millions of Canadians there are. You know, we're all behind the Raptors, and this is exciting. And, you know, I'm kind of sick of Golden State. Like, I don't care. If a team three-peats, like, that's, I guess that's cool and all, but, like, unless you're a fan of that team, like, does it really matter that much, or would you rather, you know, see somebody new? That's that's where I'm coming from. I would really like to see the Raptors win. They have not won ever. They haven't even been to the finals in their existence. Yeah. Um... And they had some bad years early on, you know. Like they had, they had a lot of years where all the only attraction that they had was Tracy McGrady. You know, like people would just come to like or no, not Tracy McGrady, Vince Carter. People would just come to see Vince Carter dunk. Well, and then you had Kerry's dad was on the initial team for the Raptors. That's right, yeah. You know, um, yeah, Drake showed up in his jersey. He did. Yeah. <laughs> he did game 1. <laughs> yeah, you know, like Del Curry, like I mean the Raptors was a small part, a small part of Del Curry's career. Like, he's better known in Charlotte, where he's currently, like, the color analyst on their TV broadcasts. Yeah, so you, know? you had, uh, in Game 3, uh, Draymond Green, 17 points, Andre Iguodala with 11, uh, Cousins was 4, Steph Curry was 47, and everybody else after that was single digits. And... The assist totals were up there. All the assist totals were all single digits. Uh, rebound totals were all single digits. The minutes is where it is. Curry had forty three minutes. Draymond Green had forty one minutes, and everybody else was thirty one or less uh, for the Warriors and that. Then you flip over to the Raptors, and you and you're looking at uh, Kawhi Leonard, thirty eight minutes. Uh, Sakim. 39 minutes, 43 minutes for Lowry, and Lowry uh, had that little bit of an issue where he went chasing the ball. Yeah. You know, uh, and went into the stands or into the courtside seats, and uh, one of the uh, Warriors brass, like, pushed him. I don't know if he was pushing, like, get off his wife, but his wife was obviously standing up. Yeah. Or the lady next to him, whatever. But push. Why would you want to push a guy who's like all sweaty? I, 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 you know I'd what be I mean? like, I'd be like, uh, yeah, you, you good? Sorry, bro. Well, here's you know, the problem. But you're buying courtside seats. You're paying that kind of fucking money for him. Now, Grant, this guy 
is an investor in the team. Right. So he thinks so, he owns the place. Literally thinks he owns the place. You know, you know, it's always you know? it's it's always like whenever you're behind the bar, or you're serving at work, and and your guests come and they sit down and they're like, "Hey, how's it going?" Like, "Awesome." I was like, "Okay, I get you." Like, "That's awesome. I'll get you this going on." Like, "Oh, by the way, it's like I know the owner." I'm like, "Yes, yeah, so I. That's my checks." Yeah, well, you know. I, <laughs> I mean, I know the owner. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but, you know, it's, so he's he's an investor in the team. Now, we were just watching it. He got fined. 500k by the NBA and he's not allowed to attend a Warriors game or function for a year well it's gonna really suck when he can't go to their victory parade that they're not gonna have because Toronto's gonna win the series I mean now you can't be touching people man you can't be and they already have had incidents in the NBA this year um, there was the Utah fan who was, you know, being very abusive. Um, there, there've been multiple incidents involving like Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the league doesn't want to have another malice at the palace. And where, like a so player goes morning, after a fan. So this morning on first take with Stephen A. Smith and whatnot, they were talking, they had, I forget who they had on former NBA player. He says, he goes, you know, you're lucky this was Lowry. He goes, if that would have been Ron Artest, he goes, shit, God knows what would have happened. Well, you know, <laughs> Ron Artest had a drink thrown on him. He was laying. I remember that. I think he, he was, was doing... He, he, was, he was laying, stretched out with his hands behind his head on the scorer's table. Which is like he was trying to like... While shit was going on. He was and doing his mindfulness techniques, obviously. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Meta World Peace. You know, like, this is before he changed his name, but I, I mean, I feel like shit was starting to get out of hand and he's like, look, like, I can't, like, I can't go to the locker room, okay? Because then they'd have to sub me out, you know? So I need to just, like, go to my happy place and try to, like, just, you know, center myself. And while he was laying on the scorer's table... Like some jag threw a coke on him. Uh, I think it was a alcoholic beverage. I thought I, I seen ice flying, man. Here or there, it, it doesn't matter. You it was a beverage. A drink. You don't throw a drink, alcoholic or otherwise. If you throw an alcoholic drink, why are you wasting booze? Why you do you have twenty four dollars to to buy a twelve dollar drink and throw it at a guy and then go replace it? Because like I mean, that's what I would do, unless it's like the fourth quarter and they're done selling. Right. Um. But that's part of my problem with like these courtside seats. Like I, they're literally on the they're on court. the court, and that's great. But they're giving them to people who think that they're like entitled to like push people around. You know, and be I mean, part of it. I mean, Drake sits on the court every game. Is you he, could argue is that, he part of the game? No, he kind of is though. He does kinda, he, He's part of the entertainment. He's part of the entertainment. He doesn't cross the line. He 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 doesn't get on the court. He stays on mm. the paint side. Yeah. The coach comes over and was on the paint side and he gave him a little back rub. You know? But coach he said he didn't even notice. Yeah, but he, he was like so amped. But he's not he's but but Drake's coaching a basketball. Drake's team. not out there getting in players' faces on the court. If the players come over and get in his face, Drake's in his in his seated area. Mm-hmm. If they want to yell at him, he can yell right back. I mean you can't might, be abusive though. You can't be abusive. You I mean know? I mean Somebody's gonna end up in a rap song. I get it, but how many how many times do we have? Uh, okay, uh, we're taking this. I hope back. Drake. I hope Drake writes like a Jonas Jarebko diss track. <laughs> uh. I mean, we're gonna take this. We're gonna we're gonna take this back to uh, uh, Reggie Miller. 
That <laughs> Reggie, was all in good fun. Reggie though. Miller got berated <laughs> in the garden. And did it work? <laughs> no. It didn't he work. dropped like 45 on him. Mm. <laughs> he scored but, like nine points in like <laughs> two eight seconds. And a half seconds or something. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Spike Lee berated Reggie Miller and Reggie Miller just dropped. So like that basketball. that kind of interaction is part of the game. It is Jack Nicholson. I mean, with in the hockey Lakers, you got to bang on the glass, in hockey, but in basketball the there's nothing yeah, there's nothing but an imaginary line yeah, yeah. separating you. Well, it's a pain in the line. But yeah. Okay, then, don't don't go all geometry on me. Okay? Like all lines are imaginary. Yes. In 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 the plane of that line is definitely like not drawn. So Correct. You know, like, you, you might have goal line on, technology. You can step onto the court. You you, you, you can step onto the court. You, yeah, like, you, you can break the plane, so to speak. Yes, you can break the but plane. But your foot's not going to go through, like, a blue, like... It's not going to go through a wall. wall. It's not going to go through glass. You know? It's not like when you, like, cross the border from, like, and Dormont is, into it, Mount it, Lebanon somebody, and you it, get, like, yeah. sucked into the bubble. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's Airlock. like, you know, and then you got... Some people are like, well, why don't they just put railings up around... I'm like... What, railings up around? Are you fucking ridiculous? You, they used to do that in like the olden days. They get used to be in a cage. But you put, nobody wants that. No, you put railings. And also, up. that's really These guys, unsafe. Really unsafe. These guys are going after a ball that's dribbling out of bounds, and they grab the ball and toss it back in, but their body's still going forward. So you know, if I was sitting courtside and I had LeBron James end up in my lap, I'd be like, "That's awesome." Yeah. Would I also feel like Ben Stiller in that one movie that he played basketball that was shirts and skins? And the guy went up on him and his whole face went like up against his, and it was all like sweat and nastiness all over him? Yeah. Yes. And that was Along Came Polly, by the way. It just came to me. Uh, I've seen that movie. Um, yeah. But like, seriously. So I sat courtside at a pit basketball game at the Fitzgerald Fieldhouse. Wow. Um, it's like it never I would never I would not have laid hands on a player. You know, it's the entitlement that comes from like owning a piece of the team that I think that lets that guy think that he can like push people around up there. Right. You give those seats to some like wide eyed, like fucking fourteen year olds, you know, like you're not gonna have any problems. Nope, not you at know? all. You know, you're gonna take a loss on on the tickets because kids don't have that kind of money. But uh, you know, like you're not you're not gonna have that. Man, like, I, I sat up close, like, the ball, like, rolled to my foot, and I, I, like, picked it up and handed it to the ref. And even that, even that, like, I was, I was like, shaking. Like, I was, like, being, like, way more involved in the game than I thought I should be. Like, to put hands on a player... Like, I've never sat courtside. That's some entitlement. It's awesome, dude. I've and never they, sat they, courtside they, other had than the, high school ball. They had, the, they had the cheerleaders and the dance team were, like, servers, for these, like, VIP courtside seats that we got because, of, like, my friend's dad, like, worked for the university. Nice. So, like, we were, like, you could, like, order nachos and Cokes. They didn't have beer because it was a college game. And we were, like I said, 14. But, uh, you know, like, we're sitting up close. Like, we, we ran up to the scorer's table at the end of the game and, like, shook hands with Von Tigo Cummings before he did his post-game interview. Bill Hillgrove, Big Grove. It was a national, no, it was, like, a Big East, like, ESPN oh, it was game. a big ES- Yeah, okay. there, there was some, like, national guy. I don't, I don't remember who. But, yeah, it was on TV and everything. Like, was, That's awesome. It's really cool to sit that close. But, like, if you're like me and, like, like I like to put my feet up. I'll put my feet up on your table. I don't give a fuck. You know, like, <laughs> it was really hard for me. I'm like, I can't extend my legs because they will be on the court. Right. Like, you, you know? can't, like, just sit back and be like, 
You know, it's like, you know, whenever I have my penguin tickets, I had aisle seats. And I had aisle seats for a reason, because I would... got to stretch them legs. I, I would have this leg out this way the whole time, uh-huh. and this leg would be over here. Yeah. And I had aisle seats for a reason. It was yeah. great. Um, you got those rickety, you know, rickety baseball lump knees. Yeah. <laughs> Squatting down behind the catcher. Yeah, I got fucking knees from everything. But anyway... I've had bad knees before I ever had, like... A job, <laughs> like they just been, they just always it's been called, freaky. It's, for me, it's called family heredity, and yeah, yeah. I've abused my body of sports and work over yeah. the years. Oh man! Uh, but in the meantime, no folks, we're gonna go ahead and take a break at this point in time. Come back and finish up with our final segment with some NFL news, Steelers, and of course Pirates news and some MLB news. Uh, in the meantime, listen to what our friends at Sorgatron Media Studios have going on with our podcast, as well as several other podcasts that they carry, and check out boldpgh.com. For what's going on in and around the city uh, this weekend, we have the um, uh, going on Pride Festival as well as Arts Festival starts. Check that out. And also go ahead down to the bottom of the page and check out our friends at the bakery of Jenny Lee, where you can get swirl bread delivered to your house. It's awesome. And apparently you don't want to go get it yourself. <laughs> go to the Rocks. Steve it's just fine. spent our entire last breaks telling us about how like you should never go to the Rocks. So, you know... <laughs> All right, folks. You got me. I didn't know that. We'll be right back (laughs) after these few moments. Let's talk tech. Tech news discussions from the people in the industry right here in Pittsburgh. Online, gadgets, startups, and more. Check it out at awesomecast.net. All right, folks. And we're back for our third and final segment here at Bolt Sports, episode 85. NFL is getting ready uh, to go on. A lot of the teams are in OTAs and mini camps and so forth. We're going to start off with our friends to the northwest of us. The Cleveland Browns. They're not putting up with some shit, apparently. Desmond Harrison, uh, left tackle, missed his flight um, yeah, for day one. Uh, and that was for the... Um, that was the... Uh, he missed his flight for mandatory... Mini camp. Um, he was cut the next day. Um, he was a starter last season. Uh, was benched in week nine as a starter, but still saw significant playing time. Uh, basically, they were like, you need to be here, you don't need to be here. Now, then again, on the flip side of that, Duke Johnson, their running back, requested a trade. Um, Baker Mayfield, quarterback, made some comments that were like, yeah, he requested a trade. Good for him. Uh, he said, you know, while he's here, he's going to work. Business as usual. But he's looking to get moved, moved out. He said, I hope he is a true professional and sticks to that. Well, I hope Baker Mayfield said it with more conviction than when he said riders up at the Kentucky Derby. Because, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, he did say, not, that, that was he very did say it with some. He did say it with some more conviction and seemed annoyed about it. While they're asking, he, he, you know, it's like Baker. You're the quarterback of this team now. It's your team. Um, it was your team after week two last year. Yeah. <laughs> like, just... pretty much. Like, And he rode with it. He brought him some wins. He got him some, you know. Uh, he looks like a stud quarterback. He, but should again, take, he should learn from Ben Roethlisberger's mistakes. Yeah. And, like, try to fix problems before they, they happen. Instead of being like, you know, oh, yeah, I guess I should have been nicer to that dude. Who like helped implode our season? Yeah, um, yeah, like 
but I guess like if they cut the guy, it's not really up to Baker Mayfield to be nice to him anymore. So, well, he's under contract. He's seeking a trade. So, oh, you're, oh yeah, we're talking. I thought we were talking about the guy who missed his flight. No, the guy yeah. who missed his flight. If Duke Johnson yeah. wants a trade, like that's you fine. Know. You know, Le'Veon Bell wanted to be out, and he didn't even show up for work. So, hey, guess what about Le'Veon Bell? He got a bunch of jewelry stolen. Yeah, maybe the the um. Karma? The Warriors owner stole the jewelry to like pawn it to so he pay has $500,000 to pay his NBA fine. He, yeah, he, he, well, unfortunately though, um <laughs> the Warriors owner would have had to uh, premeditate that uh because this apparently happened the end of May uh while he was still at his Hollywood Florida um condo. Well, the Warriors owner is a Silicon Valley tech bro. And are you trying to tell me that they haven't already invented Minority Report and they're just, like, keeping it up their sleeve? Like, I believe they are. It's possible. So I, I think he does, like, I think he knows what, what beer I'm about to drink next. It's true. He probably knows it's everything, true. man. But uh, Le'Veon Bell was uh, working out at the gym mm -hmm. and um, came home to find his house in disarray and his mm. closets in disarray. And his two girlfriends were not at the uh, condo. Wow. Yeah. Now, the comments on social media are ridiculous, saying that, oh, we're using girlfriends now as a term uh, instead of escort, or we're using girlfriends now as in, in, in loose term instead of crackhead okay, or crack hoe. Uh, you know. Why would you hire an escort and then go to the gym? True. Like, that seems mm. like a real waste of money. Exactly. So, yeah, okay, like, there's girlfriends. Like, who are you to judge? Like, you know, everything now, Everything is transactional. Now, what I'm trying to figure out is if he knows if both of them were in the apartment at the same time, in the condo at the same time, or if, like, one found out the other one, and then he left, and then she found out about the other one, and then called her and did this whole girl team tag up thing, because I've seen that before. Or maybe they just you jacked know, him and then, they like, just jacked him and rolled, trashed his place um, so it looked like a burglary. You know, uh, but, you know... I personally don't. Don't you have, have a safe that like weighs more than like you know? I have a safe one person in this could house. lift. I have a safe in my safe house in Mount Lebanon. Yeah, but I bet you don't have a half a mil of jewelry in it. I do not have a half a mil of anything inside this house. <laughs> <laughs> you can take everything in this house and sell it and the house and Man, not get half a mil. I ain't got a half a mil of property tax in my <laughs> safe. <laughs> I, I, I there, there ain't nothing in this house. You, the house, the property, everything you can sell it and still not get half a mil. Yeah, uh, you know. I mean, the most expensive but thing in this house get, is this computer we're recording off, right? on. Is that why you have a safe? Because yeah. uh, Entertainment I a, reasons. I have a safe for stuff. I have um, some coins and some savings bonds. I have a safe for stuff. Mm -hmm. But, you know, because there's things that in the event somebody breaks in your house, you don't want them to take. Yeah. You know, everybody should have a safe. Birth certificate, social security card, mm -hmm. you know, insurance papers, life insurance, last will mm -hmm. and testament, stuff yeah. like that. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't precious to, precious gold coins, precious gold coins, gold bars, silver bars, whatever you're into, cash stacks, coins. I collect coins. I collect coins. Firearms, of all the ammunition, monarchs. whatever. I, I mean, got a Victoria, and I started. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna start collecting all the monarchs. So I, you know, but they're not worth that much. Yeah. I mean, everybody should have a safe in their house for all their important shit. Fireproof. I would think, I, I would, fireproof. Mine's fireproof. It's important. And it's bolted to the floor. Yeah. I would also think that as an NFL football player that has $500,000 worth of jewelry and four pieces of you know jewelry. You man. 
you know. You have earrings. Do you put your earrings in like a safe when you take them out? Um, these you earrings. You them on your dresser. These earrings have been out of my ears twice in the last year, and I was to clean them. Okay, bad example. <laughs> like, I'm just saying, man. Like when I get dressed, like I just you know I grab stuff off my dresser, you know. Um, you know I don't wear jewelry. So it mostly is like my keys in my wallet and my phone. But like if you if you wear like a fucking 36 inch gold chain, you know, out to the club at night, like you might be too tired or too like inebriated to put it back in the safe. Mm-hmm. You know, so you just throw it on your dresser and then you you wake up like freak out for a second cuz you don't remember coming home cuz you were blacked out and then you're like, "Oh wait, yeah, it's on the dresser. Never mind." Yeah. And then you take an Alka-Seltzer and you go back to bed. Yeah, it happens. It happens. I mean, I get it. But you also, this like, is the first time, though, that any NFL football player has been robbed of their jewelry by somebody. Um, I remember Mel Blunt doing a talk at a conference in Atlanta, Georgia, and his hotel room was robbed while he was at the Continental Breakfast. It happens all the time. It happens a lot in soccer, too. His hotel room was robbed was he's at the Continental mm-hmm. Breakfast and all his Super Bowl rings were taken. Yeah. They got him back. I mean, you know. If I played if I played for, like, Liverpool, you know, like, I, I would hire, like, private security to just, like, sit at my house during Champions League games. Because it's, like, the whole, like, every, every fucking, like... Ben like, Roethlisberger's house was robbed during a game. Yeah. People know. He like, lived on people Washington know Atlanta. you're not going to be home. Yeah. Like, not everyone has the luxury of working from home like I do, you know? Yeah. So when, when Ben Roethlisberger is on TV, like, he is, hey. by definition, not home. not sitting on his porch polishing a shotgun. Yeah, so, like, you might have, like, yeah. a soft target on your yeah. hands ben if, if you're looking to uh, be any Whenever something. he lived on Washington's Landing, yeah, his his place got robbed. Yeah. Now that escape, he has... You could escape by river, by train, by now, now that he bike has, trail, now all that kinds he has of his, escapes. Now that he has this place out in the Heights... He ain't, uh, it ain't getting robbed. There's a big, big old fence around that shit. Um, but anyway. We've all seen Ocean's 12. Okay? I know, right? I, we've seen Ocean's 13, and I've seen Ocean's 8. Ocean's 8's cool. I like Ocean's that. Ocean's 8 was pretty cool. Uh, also, other things going on in the NFL. The Colts made a draft pick in their 89th, uh, the 89th overall draft pick. That would be their third round. Um, Bobby, uh, Oak. Okerly, linebacker out of Stanford, is being questioned in a uh, Title IX sexual assault case from 2015. Uh, apparently, the Colts knew about this. He told the Colts about it. They did their own investigation and so forth, but now the NFL is investigating it. And I looked up some of the article about it and so forth, was that he was actually found guilty, but the way that because it, it was through the college. Mm-hmm. That it it was a it was a three to two guilty yeah through the college but the way the college bylaws were written it had to be a four to one or huh. or, or, or you know or more I don't know uh, that just says he played football and he was good and he got away with it but Co- the college rules are bad and like, but also not getting is, any better but also this is from two thousand fifteen yeah. You know, things happen, stuff happens. I mean, people get accused, this, that, the other thing. I get it. There's a, I, you know, I, I feel, honestly, personally, I feel bad for any stud sports athlete in any sport coming up right now 
because they got to be careful when they're 16 years old and juniors in hockey, when they're 19 years old and as a freshman in college, or 18 years old as a freshman in college, whatever, baseball, doesn't matter. If you plan on going to pros, you're going to have a microscope over you. Yeah. And... But it's you know, not hard, and like you, you get, you have the opportunity to learn, like sooner than your peers who yes, don't play sports. And you can learn from other people's mistakes. You can, you can. But I'm saying, like, you know, just, just be a gentleman, you know, and don't, don't put yourself in that situation. Um, you know, if so, if you're, if you're innocent and someone accuses you, then like you got nothing to worry about. You know, I see all, I see all these people like circling the wagons. You know, because they're accused of something, and that just makes them look guilty. You know, so don't do it. Like, don't. It, it's a gray area. Well, guess what? Like, don't get in the gray area in the first place. You know, and like this, this can be a lesson. And people who don't play sports, you know, who who don't have the same kind of don't scrutiny, be an asshole either. Don't be an asshole either. <laughs> but don't like, get in the gray area. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna have a better chance of getting away with it. Unfortunately. Because you don't have that microscope on you. That is true. Uh, so we're going to move on from there and just leave that as, don't be an asshole. Be a gentleman. Don't be a dick. The courts are fucked up. No means there's a lot, no. There's a lot of fucking... No means no. And that's all there is yeah, to it. Yeah, exactly. Um, we're going to move into the Steelers now. Uh, the team is currently in OTAs, which are completely voluntary workouts. June 11th is the mandatory mini camp, uh, which will be the last time the whole team is together before training camp on July 26th. So far uh, in OTAs, it has been a football, uh, focus on football and no drama. The team feels like they are gelling and enjoying just getting to work. Um, yes, they are. From what I've seen in person, from what I've seen on reports, from what I've read and everything else, uh, they're just enjoying their time right now. They got the rookies with them. They got the you know un- unrestricted free agent unrestricted free agents with them they're working out they're doing their thing uh otas are voluntary but all the um all 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 the uh old guys are coming in roethlisberger's in there working out throwing passes getting in step on two it's working you got uh marquise pouncey's working in there uh these guys are just getting together and they're gelling as a team they're they're doing their thing uh they don't have any worries the core veterans are awesome i mean like the the core guys i mean say what you will about ben you know, but this like is actually the, the, the guys, the guys, the guys who are actually like the core guys. You know, like Hayward and Pouncey and Tuit, the veterans. You know, like they're they're not going to have any more of that bullshit, and that's why I'm so excited about this team for next year. Right? Like, because this is the first year there hasn't been drama. People in a have been years. saying people who want to like kick dirt on the Steelers' grave and say that like you know, well, the Steelers' way is over, and like they lost their way when they let like you know, James Harrison get away with what he got away with or, like, whatever. Like, you know, I believe that there can be redemption. And I believe that, you know, they they can get a group of people who aren't assholes to, like, play at a high level and still win their division next year. I, and I would, I would like to see that. Uh, I would love to see it as well. Um, we got the mandatory minicamp coming up here uh, this week. Uh, starts Wednesday. It goes through the weekend. And after that, they get to go take their final family vacations. This, that, the other thing. Whatever they got to do, they got about a month, uh, six six weeks. No, more than that. Yeah, two months almost. Six weeks. 
you know, to go do their family vacations, do what they got to do, make sure, hopefully, nobody gets in any trouble uh, outside of anything stupid. Um, but this is the first year that I've seen, like, Ben being a participant, a full participant in OTAs and stuff uh, in a few years. Also, in a few years, we haven't had any um, AB and Lev Bell. I ain't shop for OTAs. Fuck you. I get paid for it. Yeah, well, you know, exactly. Type like, shit. And also, like, because, oh, I'm going to hold out or whatever else. You know. Uh, of the offensive skill position players, Ben is by far the, like, most experienced. Oh, yeah. He's the only one has, on the team he has left the, with the ring. the best resume. He's the only one on the team left with a ring. So, okay, but just on offense, like, you know, I don't think the line needs his coaching expertise no, at all. No, but these like young receivers and running backs, like they really they need to work on time having him. Yeah, they need to work on timing. throwing balls in practice, yeah. even when it's now. Not these mandatory. guys aren't going full pads; they're going helmets. You know, um, they're they're just helmets right now. And I rode uh, down the bike trail past the facility on Friday. How'd that go? for Didn't you? see anything. Didn't see any. You know, if if they're practicing, there's usually a few autograph seekers mm-hmm. that, that hang out on the bike trail, or you know, there's like a bench like right near where the players' exit is conveniently. But yeah, I, I didn't see anybody. It was about uh, it was Friday evening, so they're they're probably you know done for the day. Done for the day. I mean, they held uh, they held their team building um, down at Top Golf. Yeah, and I saw that. They had uh, they had a whole floor rented out and so forth. Um, you know they were getting getting their golf swings in, hamming it up, enjoying their time, so forth. It looked like they had a good time. Uh, they do it every year. They they've done Dave and Buster's. They've done um, uh, what was it? they did the one year they did uh, rowing out at North Park. Oh, cool. You know they did uh, <laughs> uh, well because North Park has the um, uh, what the venture outdoors kayaks. Yeah, the, the kayaks, and they mm-hmm. also have the um, zip lines. Oh yeah. yeah, I you know I haven't been out there in a while. Yeah, so they were um, doing that. Uh, some of my friends are really big fans of the the OTB. Oh, OTB is awesome. Yeah, I've I've been if to the Southside one. Yeah, the one in North yeah. Park is so much better. Yeah, uh, I mean I've been several times. It's that's, great. That's we, like we've, my, we've written articles about it for Bull in Pittsburgh. Check it out on check Bull, out PGH. Bull PGH. Yeah, yeah, we've written articles about you it. You guys There's, get to do all the good stuff. Yeah, we get the yeah. It's it's good. It's it's awesome. My my like dining aspirations are basically like. Reading Bold Pittsburgh and then just going to Amel's when I get a night off because that's that's where that's where we like to go, man. That's our place. Matt, Matt reads Bold Pittsburgh. Says, hey, babe, why don't we try to do this? Oh, that sounds good. Where, where's it at? How long do I need to get ready? Ah, uh, fuck it. We'll just go. We'll to just roll down Sussex Avenue. <laughs> we'll just walk to Amel's. Yeah. We'll Uber home. Yeah, we're good. That's basically, it. We went, you know, we went there Sunday, and uh, yeah, it was fantastic. <laughs> hey, when the owner gives you a ride home, it's always even better. Yeah. Or when the owner says, hey, you guys want to go to the VFW? You're like, sure. We left at the same time. (laughs) We left at the same time as Mike, but because I drove this time, like, I didn't need a ride. Right? That's always good, though. But, uh... Uh, So, a little more (laughs) with the Steelers. How about Juju just being a ham, man? Um, He, um... He he got a DM in Twitter, Instagram, or whatever it was. Uh, Apparently, this uh, kid, male, um, broke up with his girlfriend a week before prom mm. it was like hey my girlfriend broke up with me you want to go to prom i love that <laughs> and he's like of course sure now and they got the matching velvet suits and then juju released his own video on his own channel and i watched it today 
He's like, yeah, he goes, you know, I put some money out for this. He goes, 10 grand total. He goes, we got the matching fly suits. He goes, we had to keep these. He's like, the shoes, they were like 2G's gators, you know. <laughs> I, I pulled them. It, it's on Speaking Juju. gators. You know, <laughs> right? And, uh, you, know, you know, Juju threw out some of his own money on that shit. Yeah. And he's like, hey, he goes, and, and the group that he was supposed to be with, with his girlfriend, you know, Juju took care of the limo mm. and the dinner and whatever else. And they went back and CB apparently held their prom at the school. Mm. Uh, Lame. But anyway. Right. Uh, ours was. That's like how they so do it on better. TV. That's how they do it on TV. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you, know, our, our, you my, watch, you watch like a movie and it's just like, yeah, like the prom is in the gymnasium, but like yeah. everyone around here, like doesn't, we don't do that. We go on. Well, boats and well shit. CB was, they held their shit in like yeah. the, gymnasium and shit but whatever well so, um, so the thing here's, here's what was interesting to me about that i feel like at my high school in 1998 like if a guy had brought another guy as his date God like beef. even if that guy was like a fucking pittsburgh steelers like star wide receiver like if i had brought yancey thigpen to my prom like they just would have called me a homo and kicked my ass and then like that's like a sign never... of how much progress we have made as and, a society and, and then yancey thigpen would have never played another down in pittsburgh again yeah yeah he would have been like in like the cordell stewart like rumor wagon basically yeah. like i'm so glad that we're at a place in our society where like a 17 year old can bring a an adult grown ass man. I'm twenty. Well, a twenty one year old grown 20, ass man. Twenty two year old kid. He's twenty two. He's twenty two. He's wait. Yeah, he's twenty two. He's old enough a, to go to jail for the rest of his life. He's a kid. Uh, though. I mean, he's twenty two. He's a young he's guy. A okay, kid. he's a young guy. But like, I okay. Oh, okay. Like, flip the coin. Then when I was twenty two, I did not have the fucking nerve to go to a prom. Okay, I would have ended up on Megan's list just for mm. thinking about it. Okay. So this is what like happens when you've got juju money. You get you get to like ignore like you know standards of propriety when it comes to like you know adults at proms. And the best because I was... went I went to prom as a nineteen year old, you know because I was a year older than my date. And like I I see shit on social media that that's like fucking wrong. Well, we, and we just, just talked like, about was it I last episode or the episode before that we talked about North Catholic prom. Yeah, that, no, I went to North Hills prom. Well, right, right, right. But the episode or so, last episode or episode 84, 83, one of the two, uh, that we were talking about that uh, North Catholic had, uh, uh, the girl couldn't take her date because he was graduated, was in college, and was yes. 19. Yeah. You know, so normal people, and then you say, Juju's my date. Mm. Whether he's a guy and you're a guy or whatever, you know, if it would have been a female, I bet you he'd have been like, nah, I'm cool. If I was you the know, assistant principal, I'd have been like, well, if, let me check out this guy's character references. And I'd be like, well, it says here he fumbled on a key possession in an important game. So I don't know I'm sorry, that. but like, you're welcome to come to the after prom, but the date dance is closed to same sex couples this year. Like, you know what I mean? Like people, because people can be assholes about stupid yeah. shit. Yeah, I know. I and know. I know Mark Madden was fucking, well, and then, Mark and then, Madden called him an attention whore again. Yeah. Because it's well, just like, and then you know he was what? out of like, Kennywood the next day. These kids had fun. And then he was out of Kennywood the next day. And this is where uh, with, he's with, like a true hero. With, 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 with bottles of Heinz ketchup for everybody. Like, hey, I got your Heinz ketchup right here. Like, and then on top of that, while he was at Kennywood doing the Heinz ketchup, um, somebody uh, DM'd him, whether it was on the interweb somewhere, that was like, hey, um, my sister's getting married, 
can you give them a shout out, whatnot? And then here's their tags on their social media. And then he did ahead and did a video at Kennywood, like, hey, give me a shout out, congratulations, get married. Da-da. This is cool shit. It's just cool shit. The thing is, like, um, he realizes that he's, he's going to get recorded regardless. Yeah. Anytime he does something in public, somebody's going to whip out their phone and record it. So by him having a camera crew, like, he gets to control his own narrative. So when he and was that's a, really savvy. When he was a rookie, when he was a, his rookie year and he was 20 years old, um, I bartended some... I've bartended shit over the years that whatever... But there was an ad on Craigslist that said, uh, private event, need bartenders, respond. I did. Mm. It was for Tiesto. Yeah. And I bartended <laughs> this Tiesto rave. We talked about this. We did. And, and, I also, and, Tiesto was actually mentioned on a podcast that I was listening to you this know, afternoon. You know, and, so and, it's just like a triple Tiesto. So, so I'm sitting here, I'm like, I bartended this Tiesto rave at the 31st Street Studios in uh, the strip district, cusp of Lawrenceville, and you know there's five thousand people there, and then it's like, hey, we got your 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 young gun wide receiver out here, and Juju's on stage, like bouncing around, like jamming, taking pictures, everything else. I'm like, that's cool. I'm like, what are you drinking? Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, Tiesto. But I mean, it, he's he's hamming up. He's enjoying it. He's doing it the right way. Um, I hope that he learned. From his predecessor in the number one wide receiver position to not be a dick. Yeah. That's all there is to it. I mean, he's, he's he, he comes from a good family background. He's seen the blueprint of how not to do it. Yeah. And he, like you said, like, he, you know. He comes from a good family I'm background. I'm sure he's not an idiot. Like, he, he might, like, you know, some, some stuff that the NFL throws at you and, like, being a celebrity... Especially in Pittsburgh, where we love our Steelers, like there there can be temptations, mm-hmm. but it seems like he's just using his he's celebrity. using his celebrity to make make things better for kids and make things better for like people who are stuck at Kennywood eating shitty Hunt's ketchup. Ugh. I don't even like ketchup, and also like there but are I'm so many mad. better. They have so many better toppings at the Potato Patch. You know, cheese. If you're getting ketchup at your potato patch fries, like it's only acceptable to get ketchup if you're dipping them in the cheese first and then in the ketchup. Like how I roll when I go to the O. Mm. Mm. Which, like, Juju, have you done a video yet where you eat a bunch of O fries? Because you should do it. Juju, have you done a video inside the bathroom of the O? Don't. No. <laughs> you, you, first of all, first of all, you have to pixelate all the graffiti. <laughs> Your, yes. your post production budget is gonna like be severely stressed by how much pixelation you would have to do filming at the O. It is true. Saying. All right, that's enough of football right now. Let's move on to and some social baseball. media. We, we're talking basically like social media. Yeah, we were. Now we're, we're gonna move on to some old school media. So we're gonna. Well, we're, we're. I'm gonna skip that. We'll we'll finish with that. I'm gonna skip down oh, to. Good. The, I'm gonna skip down so I, so I can get all pissed off before I drive home. Exactly. Great. It makes you go home faster. Um. We're just going to talk about Major League Baseball in general right now. Um, a few uh, key things going on here in baseball. Kutch. Oh, Kutch man. got injured avoiding his teammate. And he's done for the season. Done for the season. ACL tear in the left knee. Sucks. When I, when I heard about it, I thought it was going to be worse to see than, than it was. 
you know. It didn't look that bad. It didn't look that it bad. It didn't look that bad, but you know what? When, when I heard, like, Kutch tore his ACL, I was just like, oh my god, I'm, I'm not sure I want to watch, watch this. this. And it, it was just a, he zigged when he should have zagged. Yeah. That's all came down. And that's weird about tendons and muscles in your body, because I've totally tore up some shit where I'm like, I did that much damage and all I did was wake up. Damn mm-hmm. it. Uh, no, but I mean, seriously, it, it didn't look that bad, but it, it was. Um, you have the Orioles had the number one pick overall for the Major League Baseball draft. They took catcher Adley uh, Rutschman out of Oregon State. Um, when are when are the people of Maryland going to learn about dudes named Adley? I mean, you know. Like, like former Governor Adley Stevenson? Yeah. Who was, you know removed from the vice presidency for corruption that, that had nothing to do with Watergate at all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, mean, okay. Minor details. You know, go off Orioles. You just go yeah. off. Uh, and then, <laughs> uh, Kimbrell, uh, signed with the Cubs three year, 47 million. That's closer deal right there. That's nice. Um, you know, three years, 47 million. You pitch, Fifteen pitches a game every two three games, but it's high leverage. Yeah, it's definitely high leverage. And I'm noticing that the like, the like four and five out save is becoming, oh yeah oh is yeah yeah oh, much yeah. more common. Well, we almost had one today here in Pittsburgh. Yeah, we almost had one today in Pittsburgh. I can't um, believe that we needed one. We beat them pretty well. Yeah, but there was the opportunity that they could have brought Vasquez in mm-hmm. in the eighth and. They didn't bring him until the ninth, but they brought him in the eighth. Uh, they, they didn't bring him until ninth, but they could have brought him in the eighth. Here or there. Uh, and then, how about uh, Dallas Kuchel? Yeah, and Kimbrel too. This this pitching, the shoes have finally dropped, and all the all the free agent pitchers that the Pirates were supposed to sign are now not on the Pirates. Well, the Pirates weren't supposed to. We knew the Pirates weren't going to sign them, but the Pirates could have signed them. But everybody stayed away from these two guys because they would have had to owe draft picks if they would have signed them before the draft. Yeah. They would have had to owe draft picks to their team that they were holding out on. Right. So now that the draft is now over. Now the draft's over. All the dominoes are going to All start. the dominoes are falling. Now, so Kimbrell's signed by the Cubs. Kuchel is signed by the Braves. I have in the notes because I wrote these yesterday. Yanks and Cards were in the mix. But the Braves ended up getting them. Uh, he didn't even make it to Pittsburgh today. He'll meet him on the road. Yeah, or if or if Atlanta is going back to Atlanta for that matter, here or there, he'll pull up beside the pirate ship on like a little dinghy, <laughs> and they'll like throw down a lifeboat for him, because they're pirates, damn it, right? And that's how they roll. <laughs> uh, speaking of pirates, uh, pirates making more news on the interwebs for their announcers than their play or lack thereof. Steve Blass made uh, headlines around baseball world uh, with his comments of jewelry and stuff, and how your player like uh, and uh, let's see how how your players like that back in the day, and then Greg Brown interjected in regards to uh, Ron Asuna Jr. Um, last week, Greg Brown and John Weiner uh, took heat for comments that uh, Derek Dietrich. Uh, his grandfather was rolling over in his grave Seriously, because of man. his demeanor yeah. of his home run trots. Seriously. Like, I, okay, so 
I worked that game, and we talked about this last week, how I, I really felt like, for the first time in my life, that, like, a baseball broadcast was, like, not targeted to my demographic. Like, I just, like, and I love John Wayner. I, I think he's the best announcer the Pirates have. Like, I, I love his Carrick references when when they asked... When, Do when, they ever put John Wayner and Bob Walk together? No. Because, like, they're both analysts. So, I mean, they might do it in spring training where they, like, sort of, like, play around with the booth a little bit and sometimes incorporate Doc Emmerich even. <laughs> but, like, it's always Wayner is paired with either Joe Block or Greg Brown. But not for home games because Steve Blass, you know, he's, he's only doing he home doesn't games. travel. He's only so doing home, he does games, the home and he, games and he does short short trip games. But my, my favorite my favorite Wayner line was when they asked they're talking about different stadiums backdrops and Greg Brown asked him if there was a certain park that had like a better backdrop than the other that like you could see the ball better and he goes, "Yeah, I would have to say Volunteers Field in Carrick." <laughs> Which like, you know, like that's like the back way to my parents' house. So I'm just like, "I know where that is." Yeah. Like, I've been there. Yeah. I've drove past it. But anyway, like, that that stuff about Derek Dietrich, I was like, this is a little over the top. I almost felt like I was watching wrestling. When, like, you know, like, yes, we get that The Rock is supposed to be the villain. But, like, it seems to me like Jim Ross is just going a little over the top. You know, calling him out for being, like, too cocky and, like, raising his eyebrow and, like, flexing before he drops the people's elbow. You know, but, like, this is baseball and not wrestling. And I just felt like it was really over-the-top commentary. Now, I was also supposed to work the, the game where Blast was talking about Ronald Acuna's, like, jewelry. But I, I had to call off, so I didn't actually see that game. Um, but, I, but I read the comments. Um, I felt like it was, like, one guy. It wasn't so much headlines as it was just, like, one person with a lot of Twitter followers, like, put him on Blast. They turned it into a whole... It got turned into a whole race thing, and it's like it did, it did, and then and then there was the one comment, and then Andrew Filipponi tweeted something out, and it got coming back to you know, and said, oh, and erased that part of your tweet that said, and Steve Blass is, you know, was really good friends with Roberto Clemente and uh, Willie Stargell, and it's just, it's like saying that you're, I'm friends with a black guy, but. Fuck you for wearing that. Like, yeah, it's you a know. you know what it's it's a pitcher. He's a pitcher. You got to remember that he is a pitcher, okay? And like, and got rocked hard. In 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 a way, pitchers are all kind of a little racist against hitters. Like they just can't help it, you know. And when it when a hitter like pimps a home run, I wouldn't say they're racist. Against not racist. You know what I mean? Like they bear they, they, they bear a very irrational animosity towards hitters. Um, they do. And I think that that's part of the Pirates broadcast. I think that they, like, encourage them to sort of play that up. Like, Bob Walk and Steve Blass both being pitchers. Yeah. Um, and that's another reason I like John Wayner, because I get sick of all the, like, crusty pitcher talk. And, like, at least I want to hear about a, a hitter. That's what was so out of place about John Wayner going after Derek Dietrich. Because I'm like, you're supposed to be the hitter. You're supposed to side with the hitters. Like, the Pirates already have two guys who have problems with like everything that a that a guy would do in a batting cage or on his way to first base after hitting the ball into the fucking river. Okay? Yeah. So like there's that whole thing like I personally, you know, I don't like the like get off my lawn aspect of baseball commentary, but that's kind of where the pirates are going these days. 
And I don't think it was like racial so much as just like I don't like hitters. It got turned into racial because well, it's because the, it's the, the, the time that we're in right now. That right, everybody's getting turned around. People say flashy this and flashy that. Yeah, and often that is just code. You know, like guys who wear jewelry. You know, like people didn't like Barry Bonds wearing an earring back in the day. Oh, a dangly know? earring. At a dangly that. earring. A dangly earring. It was Doc a guy- Ellis. It was a diamond stud with a dangly cross How, Doc in, Ellis, in his left ear. How dare he wear a dangly earring? But this is my point, though. Like, Doc Ellis used to wear hair curlers and, you know, an afro and was very outspoken. And Steve Blast talks all the time about how much he loves Doc Ellis. Yeah. Do, you know? Do, you know. I think part of it is the fact that they were teammates and also it's like that pitcher fraternity. We had a you big, know what I mean? Like, I think if a batter were to come out wearing wearing hair curlers, I think that like Steve Blass would be like, "Well, that's fucking too flashy," you know? Yeah. And I don't think it's racial. I think it's just like I'm an old crusty pitcher, and you're like a man in his early twenties who hits the ball for a living, and like we just don't like your types. I mean, I mean, here. Steve Blass also busted on um, Bryce Harper. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. he's like, you know, this kid comes up to bat, you know, he hits a home run. He's he one just, of the cockiest sons of bitches who I've know, ever seen play hit, ball. He is. And, and he more and, or less deserves it, but he's really know, good. You know, Steve Blass. He's white as hell. Steve Blass is in his 60th year in the Pirates organization. Um, this is his last trot. As yeah. His last walk to the mound. And it sucks to um, see someone try to, like... Cast you know, him in this light in that way. Yeah, it does. The like I like I said the the get off my lawn. Like these young guys are too flashy. Like that sort of commentary. Like you're losing me with that. But like, do, do I think Steve Blast is a racist? Fuck no, no. not at all. No, no. Um, is he old time baseball? Yes. Definitely. Yeah, by definition, he's like um, retired. So 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 is Bob Walk at that point. I mean, but at least Bob, Bob Walk, Walk, like, Bob Walk, I saw a pitch in person. Like, Steve so Glass I. was retired before I was even thought of. Uh, he pitched while I was alive, but I don't remember it. No way. Really. Um, and, Couldn't have been that good. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, John Wainer, I remember vividly. Oh, yeah. John Wainer, vividly, I remember him. He's the answer to a trivia question. Mm. You know, trivia question. Who's the last player to hit a home run in Three Stadium? Who was the last Pittsburgh born and raised guy to hit a home run in Three River Stadium? <laughs> John Wayner. I remember. Yeah. I remember being pissed off when I when I learned that John Wayner went to St. Wendelins in Carrick. Uh, I remember being uh, mad St. Gwend- Wendelins. No, Wendelins. Wendelins. With a w. Okay. They beat us in the playoffs of like sixth grade basketball. Like Catholic school basketball was fucking intense and serious, and they had like. He was like Carrick Steph Curry, this kid. <laughs> and like at one point, like I was like the sixth man, and my coach was just like, get out there and just fucking harass the fuck out of that guy. And they were already up by like 20 points, so it's just like I'm doing my best, but like, he just did so I'm working much. on it, coach. St. Wendelin, man, and I can see that church from my house now. I swear. So, like, the site... Are you like, sure it's Wendelin? Not Glen. No, not, it's Wendelin. Yeah, it's Wendel- with not, a W. Not Glendelin? No, that might be in the North Hills. Yeah, I don't know. You might. There, there ain't no St. Gwendolyn. Yeah, well... Gwendolyn's a witch name. Heard. Witches practice black magic, hence they're not allowed to be saints. Right? Okay. Um, But, no, I mean, 
there's the talk of the Pirates, um, and not just the Pirates, but other MLB teams that have an older um, calling crew. Yeah, like the Atlanta Braves have gotten you know a lot t- of they, justifiable they, criticism. They, they they're talking about getting younger broadcasters yeah. into the booze to bring the younger crowd to the game, but not a Rod because you of... know you know here's the thing though, <laughs> you know a Rod whatever, but here's the thing. Not many people are listening to ball game on the radio. I love ball games. I on love radio. ball games on the radio. I do too. I and listen also... to the away broadcasters. I like to hear different teams broadcasters, not because I hate is the Bob Pirates. Is Bob Uecker still broadcasting? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. And That's I awesome. listen to the Brewers game on on like WTMJ, That's which awesome. like I can remember the call sign because it's a fucking dental condition. <laughs> and like, yes, I I like listening to Joe Tate. I don't think he does Indians games anymore, but he used to be so good. And he also did like uh, Cavs games. And like, I love sports on the radio. Um, you know, Vin Scully's retired, but now Vin Tim Neverett is doing yeah, Dodger Tim games doing Dodger and games. like. He's I mean, great. Like, he was all over Twitter that weekend that they were in town because they had, like, six hours of rain delays in that series. Yeah. I mean, baseball on the radio, it's what it's for. Like, you mow your lawn. Mow your lawn. You drink a beer on your hammock yeah. after you're done. You smell the grass and you drink a beer and you drink listen a beer, to ball listen game. ball game. I, you know, and I, you don't go inside because, yeah, you could watch the game on TV, but it's only, like, May 27th, so you haven't turned your air conditioning on yet. And it's a little stuffy in there. And the cats are screaming at you because they want fed. And you don't want to do it. You just want to stay out on your freaking balcony and listen to the fucking game on the radio. So we got to look inside of Matt's life. This is, I'm sorry. Wait. Um, oh, this is Steve's couch, not my therapist's couch. Sorry. Sorry. No, no. Therapist. Snap, snap. I'm out of it. Yo, I'm out. Yo. Po- podcast therapy, same thing. Uh, but I, I, I love my cats, don't get me wrong. I, I love my cats. They're too. a little She's extra awesome. sometimes. Uh, at this point in time, though, the Pirates do have a minus 68 run differential. Uh, the offense has been sporadic. The pitching, which was thought of to be top in the NL, if not top in the division, um, has issues and an injury uh, and just not performing. Um, you know, uh, you called the game last night. Um, you didn't call the game. You telecasted the game last night. I called which, it a bullshit rain delay. <laughs> we both called that shit a bullshit. We were supposed to record last night, and then the pirate game got started at nine ten. They could have been in the sixth inning at nine ten. Dude, I was texting you like I didn't mention this, but like I was standing out in my garden when I was texting you. I'm like, yeah, so they're in a rain delay, um, like. I was actually contemplating watering my beans because it wasn't really raining. No. I'm just like, yeah, but it no. might start pouring and then that's just a waste. You know, you know, I mean, the Pirates could have started that game last night at proper time, yeah. 7.35. I think they've been done by 10.30. It no, wasn't it was a, a very no, long game. No, it was game. a 7.05 game. Yeah. Um, but they could have easily yeah. been done by 10.30. And they could have been done and you could have done wrap-up show and everything else like that. You could have been here at quarter to 12. Mm. Like normal. I still I still could have made to see fucking Craig King at last call. Yeah. And, you know, uh, but no, they go ahead and did a fucking two-hour rain delay for sprinkles. Mm-hmm. You know, now I get it. There were some cells. There were some cells. There were. But, they but I watched the 11 o'clock news and the bad one, like, that was coming from Youngstown. Oh, those cells? Hit north. Yeah, it went to, like, Indiana. It didn't come here. Yeah. Uh, What's funny is, though, and I I made the comment to you on text last night. I'm like, yeah, it's like, 
Uh, I think the Pirates had something to do with this because they needed to rest the bullpen and have a good start from from Big Joe Musgrove. And, and, and that's very true. Like, they and, got and, into their bullpen and you're, and on you're Tuesday. Like, and you're like, conspiracy theory, maybe? I'm like, huh. Well, Joe Musgrove went last night I'll believe into the ninth inning. Yeah. And then he gave up back-to-back jacks. Mm. Okay, so the Pirates still won the game. They still had to go to Vasquez. They still had to go to Vasquez. But they didn't have to use Crick, and they didn't have to use Rodriguez. Nope, they brought Vasquez in. whoever the hell else they have back there. Um, But you know what? Like, they got into Atlanta's pen. They got into Atlanta's pen. It might have been, like, a mutual decision. I don't know if they do that. Do, do like the do the managers like powwow with like the meteorologists and be like, listen, I, I don't look. know, but here nor there, um, it's yeah, definitely it's, worth looking M- into. Musgrove went as deep as any Pirates pitcher has all season. He went into uh, the top of the ninth, faced two batters in the top of the ninth, gave up back to back jacks. That's whenever Hurdle comes out, brings in Vasquez. Vasquez, you know, a run scored on Vasquez. The Pirates still won by two, but it could have ended differently. Um, do I think they should have left Musgrove in there? Personally, yeah. Let him get a complete game. Uh, if he would have gave up, I don't know, a double and a single, then pull him? No, here, here's where you're wrong, okay? Um, like, but you're, ba- you're basing that decision on this like old school notion that there aren't enough complete games anymore. There are no like if that had happened in the mid '80s, like <laughs> they would have pulled his ass. Oh yeah. Okay. They'd have they'd have been like, listen, Bob Kipper, like you you have gone you know nine or you've gone eight in the third, and you're done. Yeah. And we're gonna bring in Jim Gott to finish this for you. Mm-hmm. And like nobody was like clutching their pearls back then. Yeah. Over the demise of the complete game. So, like, you're only saying leave him in there because you want to, like, turn back the clock to 1986. Well, but also, how many complete games have been in Major League Baseball this year? I don't know the answer. Look, it's not my job to fix that stat. Um, like, but, my job is to root for the Pirates to win more games right. than they lose. That and, like, that got the job, job done. Pulling Musgrove in the ninth, well, and then, that got the job done. Well, and then they had a uh, getaway game today, 12.35 start mm-hmm. uh, at PNC Park against those Braves. And Chris Archer had, like, the best start of his Pirates career. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, he had, what, 12 Ks? Something like that? 12, yeah. 12 Ks around there. Uh, you know, Pirates won again. They they take the series from Atlanta. Uh, they get back-to-back wins. Now they're going to go back out on the road. And, and Atlanta, like, they, they had to go out and get a new pitcher because they they were so yeah demoralized by getting beat by the Pirates in the series. So they were like, well, I guess, like, Dallas Kukul for... 13 million for a year. I guess we can swing that. Pirates could have swung it too. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of the Pirates, uh, we did have the MLB draft. We talked about briefly. We're going to talk about that real quickly here with the Pirates. Uh, the draft, Pirates' first pick was pitcher Quinn Priester. Uh, was the number one selection, 18th overall. He's slated to go to TCU, uh, but we'll see what happens with that, you know, because. Mm. Um, MLB and college, or sorry, MLB and NHL are one of those two sports that you can go to college drafted by a professional team and still go to college and play. Um, if you leave early, um, you have to pay back your scholarship if you had one. Yeah. Um, which sucks. And um, there's that. 
but yeah, so he's drafted. So go to a state school. <laughs> uh, <laughs> imagine imagine being in like North Carolina, okay, and like you get drafted, you go to UNC for a year, and then you're like, I'm gonna go play minor league ball, and you owe them like what, like six thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. Um, compared to if you're in North Carolina and you go to like South Carolina, yeah, and then, or you go to Duke, or you, get a, you know, or you go to Duke, yeah, Place whatever. With like private school tuition, yeah. Um, so that was part of someone draft pick was our pitcher. Uh, now here's the funny thing about this kid. I don't know. He learned how to pitch from YouTube. Okay. I learned how to fix a weed whacker from YouTube. Fixing a weed whacker from YouTube. Mm-hmm. I can see my 60-year-old neighbor doing that. Right, but, like, what do you mean he learned how to pitch from YouTube? He learned how to pitch from YouTube. Learned mechanics and grips of balls to make pitches and so forth and mechanics from YouTube. Did you not read the books, like, when you were growing up in the 80s? Like, they had books about, like... I did! How to to do fundamentals in all the different sports. I did. I read those books, and I also had coaches... And Wait, so, so he didn't have a pitching coach, but he played baseball, I'm assuming. He played baseball, and he didn't, and, and he decided he wanted to start pitching when he was, like, 14 years old. And was like, oh. And started, like, watching YouTube and shit. And then that's how he worked on it himself. Good. Not everybody who, not everybody gets a chance. Oh, you're right. Like, I, I always wanted to pitch. And there were always people who were just, like, a little bit better, and it's, like, Little League. There's not that many pitchers. You don't have, like, a 12-man pitching staff in Little League. You know, no. and it, it took until I got to Colt. And we had, like, you know, guys not show up for practice, and they just needed somebody to throw BP. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm throwing junk, and, like, one of the assistant coaches was like, shit, dude, like, you should pitch. You so, know? And they were and they were like, you can't hit the cutoff guy. How can you pitch? And I'm like, I don't know. So I mean, here's a question for you. Me. How many players did the Pirates draft this season in the MLB draft. I, I did not pay a lick of attention to the draft. 40. 40. 4 0. 40 players. So, uh, Quinn Prister, of course, right handed pitcher. Uh, Kerry Grove High School, Illinois, was our number one pick. Okay. We're going to highlight another pick uh, Blake Sobel, outfielder. He was the seventh pick, number 214 overall, outfielder, University of Southern California. Why is this pick, it's not meaningful, but why does this pick say something? Because um, he went to USC, so he probably lied about his talents to get there he's troy palomalo's second cousin oh no cool okay (laughs) so he's probably like he probably he probably like lied to like hide his accomplishments because he didn't want to be like you know right showing a lack of humility so looking through the pirates draft real quick there's 40 names on this list there's 40 universities and high schools on this list that we don't really need to go through but I will tell you that there's a uh, right-handed pitcher, outfield, outfield, infield, outfield, pitcher, pitcher, both right-handed, outfield, outfield, right-hand pitcher, infield, right-hand pitcher, outfield, catcher. Um, 
what was that one? Offensive opening player, infield, pitcher, catcher, right-hand pitcher, catcher, second baseman, outfield and second base, right-hand pitcher, infielder, outfielder, left-hand pitcher, catcher, right-hand pitcher, right-hand pitcher, catcher, right-hand pitcher, infielder, outfielder, infielder, catcher, uh, outfielder, uh, left-hand pitcher, right-hand pitcher, left-hand pitcher, right-hand pitcher, outfielder. Looks like they went heavy on the right-hand pitchers. Yeah, well... Um, and that was from the Pirates Facebook page that they sent out, and I just screenshotted it and then pulled it up. It has all the names on there, where they're from, universities, high schools, this, that, the other thing. Um, they're going to get into the system. They're either going to go to college and uh, finish college and then go into the system, or they're going to skip college and go into the system here or there. Um, You've been watching any of the college? Uh, oh, dude, World the series? college World Series. Actually, I've been watching more of the women's yeah softball college World Series than anything. That girl from Alabama is wicked. Yeah, um, she's projected as the next Jenny Finch, mm. and you know what? You know, hey, man, I I've played slow pitch. Like <laughs> I want nothing to do uh, with with the junk yeah. that they throw in these yeah. in these NCAA uh, games. Like I said, I mean, I, I, in high school we played against our girls' fast pitch team and the boys' baseball team, and oh yeah, uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's a you know, it's what a, a thirteen inch ball coming at you it's from a different angle, different angle, You're not used to yeah, like, yeah, it's it's yeah, different kind of spin. Nip 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 not. <laughs> Uh, I fouled one or two off, but I never took one deep. Uh, oh, man. But, yeah. But in the meantime, though, uh, friends, thank you very much for listening to Matt and I uh, babble about great, awesome sports. And we love Pittsburgh. We love the sports. Stats thrown in here and there. We love the cinnamon whatnot. bread. This is a great town. It this is. It's a great time to be here. It's a great time to be um, here. You know, the Steelers are right around the corner. Glad we got into them today, but, like, you know, I don't want to get enjoy into Enjoy your summer. Football uh, yeah. means summer's yeah, yeah. over. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to get into Steelers sake, too hard. Do some pirate stuff, even if you don't like go to games because you're boycotting. Yeah. Like, Watch them on TV. Listen to, to a Philly, game on the radio, on the radio while, while you're smoking, smoking a cigar. cigar. <laughs> your brain can get us out of this. I'm going to the bathroom. All right, folks. Thank you very much. It's been a great record. Matt and I will be back next week with episode 86. We know what that's going to be about. And then uh, we'll talk to you folks uh, about what's going on in the sports world, local and national as well. Um, Thank you very much for listening to us. Enjoy yourself this week. Have a great week. We'll be back next week with episode 86. Hey, Ian's. Thanks for listening to Bold Sports. You can always listen at Sorgatron Media on Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever you uh, love to listen to podcasts. Make sure to catch us every Wednesday for your recap and breakdown of your favorite local sports and news of the weekend with the upcoming game expectations. You can contact us at Steve Fernald on Twitter, at MMTacy on Twitter, or at BoldPGH on Twitter. Hashtag BoldSports. BoldPittsburgh on the Facebook or BoldPGH.com.